Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 271 of At Odds with Wrestling. Joe and I am joined by Adam this week. Will I be joined by Adam the whole week this week? Uh, yeah, I, I'll probably stick around for the whole show. I mean, the Raiders are playing right now, so I don't need to watch that. But yeah, uh, I, I definitely won't leave without giving you any notice, Joe. Like, I, I won't leave you holding the bag. So, like, I won't surprise you like I did last week. Well, did you listen to the show last week? I, I did. I did. It okay. actually threw up, it threw back my entire podcast listening schedule to the point where I just finished uh, Final Wrestling Place earlier today because I had to listen to Ad Odds last week. Right. See, because that's the thing. Like. And, you know, I haven't been on in a while, and I don't know if I'll be on it again, but um, when I'm on Between the Sheets, I'm like, oh, that's a six-hour window of free time, because I'm not listening to myself on a podcast, right? Yeah. When I used to go on Pod Van Dam, I'm like, oh, that's like an hour and a half I got free, because I don't have to listen to myself, you know? Yeah. No, but I, I listened to it. I think you did a great job doing it by yourself. You didn't have anybody to uh, allow you to at least get a water break, so I apologize for that. And uh Steelers lost, so season's over, so uh, there'll be no more football talk allowed on this network other than when we talk about fantasy and pick Damn them later. It. Damn it. <laughs> but should I, I, you, I, should, I, was, I should let you finish sentences before I celebrate. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I, I was just going to say it's been two weeks since – I feel like it's been two weeks since I've had like a full podcast under my belt. And uh, obviously, weekly purchase is just busting at the seams. But I, I do have something to, to, to talk about at the beginning, just as far as like what happened to me since we last sat down and properly recorded. So this is kind of like your at odds after dark, if I may. Oh, OK. I was going to say, because weren't you supposed to call in last week and leave a voicemail of your weekly purchases? I was going to, but I completely I like <laughs> I completely phoned in the entire week last week, oh, like by, by not phoning in a voicemail. So, um. But, like, obviously, once again, Tim and Marcus scoop and boop us in every single way. So, like, my story is about my vehicle. And, like, Tim had to go and have a kerfuffle with his car. So, go listen to Final Wrestling Place to hear about how Tim uh, caused a, a car accident by parking in the wrong place. Uh, so, go, go listen to that. It's a good story. Um, and, and how he... Um got his bank account closed out while he was without a vehicle and off from work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally irresponsible behavior from him. You should and, know better. <laughs> and I'll say it publicly here. I said it in the Discord, of course. If you sign up for the Longbox Heroes or the uh, Ad-Odds Patreons, you can have access to the, the Discord. Um, but, you know, with no other information or no uh, expertise or knowledge or so on and so forth, I'm taking the under on Tim getting his car back before uh, one month. I think, did they say the date was the 10th or the 17th of January? That he, I think it was the 10th of January that they said he'd have his car back by. I'm I, taking, I feel like that's right around the, the the time of the opportunity that Marcus put some money on, yeah. Yeah, I got the under. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you know how it's like in life. Whenever, like, whenever you're broke, every single bill shows up all at once. You know, it's just, it's scientific nature, right? All right. So, uh, I get in the mail... This is like a week or two ago. So again, it's it's new to me because I haven't told the story. Um, I get a mail, a letter in the mail from PennDOT. It's like, oh, it's time for you to renew your driver's license. I'm like, all right, whatever. It's been, what, six years or however many years it is. But I'm um, like, that's unexpected money. And then the next day, I get a thing saying that my Jeep registration is due. I'm like, God damn it. That's like two for in the same time. And then I, I forget I was going for a doll safari or something like that. The uh, oil light comes on in my Jeep. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, got to schedule an oil change for that. I think I'll drive the Camaro 
later on, so I'm not putting extra miles on the Jeep when it needs an oil change. I jump in the, the car and my inspections pass due in the Camaro. So I'm like, God damn it. All four of these things like at the same time. So, you know, I renew my driver's license. I do the Jeep registration online. I schedule the, the Camaro inspection. Like I do it through the dealership and they're like two months out. So I'm going to be illegal for a while there. But uh, I was telling the story to my mom and she's like, Oh, I got from like, she does like these raffles at her church. She won a gift card to a garage and she's like, why don't you just use that to get an oil change? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, I never heard of the place. And I look it up on Google and it's like a little mom and pop garage, you know, like one of those that you would drive past and like pay no mind to, like it just has like car engines in the front yard. It, it, it's it's like, a, it's like a house that has two bay door garages on it. Exactly. But like when you open it up, they have like the full facility in there. There's like three in my neighborhood. Yeah. 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 Like for looking at it from the outside, you would be like, oh, a hoarder lives here or something like that. So, right. uh, but I look them up on Google. Uh, I see like lots of good reviews. I'm like, whatever. It's just an oil change. So uh, I go, I take my car. The people are there. Very nice. Um, like, Hey, I just got, I just want to make sure this gift card's good. Right. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I want to get an oil change. So, uh, they change my oil and about, you know, 20 minutes later, a guy comes out like the owner. He's like, Oh, I just want to let you know. He's like, we gave it a once over. Like everything looks really good. Your tires are great. He's like, there's no rust underneath there. All the fluids look good. We topped you up, you know, but, uh, should have you out here in about five minutes. I'm like, all right, no problem. See them backing my Jeep out of the, the garage. And then the owner goes over and talks to the guy and then they bring the the Jeep back into the garage and, uh, owner comes over to me. He's like, uh, yeah. So I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, they screwed up. We, we were rotate, we rotated your tires, which I didn't ask for, by the way, we rotated your tires. And one of my guys, uh, he, he put the one on wrong. So, uh, it was rubbing as we were backing out. So, uh, you know, we fixed that. Just give us a couple more minutes. We'll get you out of here. I'm like, all right, whatever. Mistakes happen. So a couple of minutes did you, later. Did you look at the bill to see if they charge you for the tire rotation or? They didn't. They just charged me like the 60 bucks for an oil change. Sure. Okay. Um, so they're like, all right, you're all set. Good to go. Give me the keys. And I leave. Uh, near where this garage is, there's a Walmart. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop and look at figs. And as I am, like, it's a stick shift. All my cars are stick shift. So I put it into neutral and I'm slowing down to roll into the parking spot. And I hear like, fump, 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 fump. There's like this rubbing thud coming from one of my tires. And I'm like, well, that wasn't there before. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm turning right around. I'm going to the garage and I'm telling him. I tell the guy, he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. Hold on a second. He's like, brings the car back in. So I'm outside smoking. Some old guy that I'd never talked to comes out from the garage. He's like, whoever balanced your tires last time really fucked it up. I'm All like, right. Okay. And I nod my head and I'm like, just smoking. And I'm thinking to myself, well, car worked perfectly fine before I came to see you guys. You know, so a uh, couple minutes later, owner comes over oh, again. I'm so sorry. Everything should be good. You know, whatever. So I leave. Car's fine. The thumping's gone. You know, I do my doll safari. I go about my business. Everything's like I got my oil change. I'm happy to, you know, end of story, right, Joe? So let, let's move. Let me let me hit the music for this in wrestling history because that's the right. Oh wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so that night, that was a Friday, uh, and I was going to. I made plans to go to Bloomsburg to visit my buddy. So it's about an hour and a half from me, about an hour from you. Um, so I start going south. 
maybe stop. I think I stopped in like Pitts and Walmart or Wilkesburg Walmart, something like that. And probably about 40 minutes from home. And I hear ding. And I look at my dash. The uh, engine overheating thing is coming on. Ooh, shit. That's not good. Yeah, and uh, the temperature gauge, like the little bar that goes from you know green all the way up to red, it's redlined. So I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. What am I doing? And I'm like, do I pull over? I'm on the highway, and I see a sign. It's like rest area one mile. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to the rest mi- rest area. Pull up, park, turn the car off, smoke, panic. All right, I'm like, all right, gave it a couple minutes. Let me turn the car on again. The fan that's in front of your car, I'm not a car guy, so I'm going to use a lot of generic terms here. The fan, the radiator fan that's at the front is blowing so fast, it's like air conditioning coming from the front of the car. So I'm like, all right, well, that shouldn't be doing that. Let me turn it off. Let me turn it back on. Okay, the fan's gone. Temperature's back down. I'm like, I'm more than halfway to Bloomsburg. So I'm like, I might as well just keep going rather oh than turning around and going home. You know I, what I'm saying? In my mind, I'm halfway from home. I'm going back. Well, no, I'm probably like 60% of the way there. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I, it's like, I, I, I might as well panic down there and have a couple beers and worry about it, you know, rather than go home because it's a longer way. So I start driving to, to Bloomsburg from the rest area. The uh, It starts overheating again. I just smell burning coming, like just burning fluids or whatever coming from the engine. Um, And then all of a sudden the temperature thing goes back down to normal. I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is a 2018 Jeep, Joe. I bought it with like eight miles on it, you know, and there's, there's not much on there right now. I get it there. I tell my buddy, it's already dark. He's like, we'll check it out tomorrow. Uh, The next morning I pop the hood completely empty with antifreeze. Antifreeze is gone. There are no coolants in this vehicle anymore. I okay. So we fill it all up. Uh, I go home. I, I basically set like my speedometer instead of it showing me the speed, it's showing me the engine temperature. Like that's now my thing. Yeah. Uh, I get all the way home, and just to give you an idea, I think as I googled it because I didn't know this going into it, that like an acceptable engine temperature is between one ninety and like two hundred five. And it was like 2.30 the entire way down to Bloomsburg when I was watching it. Uh, so like when I went home, the trip home, I was watching that thing. I wasn't even listening to like a podcast or anything. I was just staring at <laughs> the temperature gauge. Uh, it got all the way home and uh, it survived. But I popped the hood. I looked at the coolants. Uh, it was almost empty again. And I, I ended up getting in touch with a guy who like knows cars. And he's like, well, if it was completely empty... And you filled it all up. He's like, maybe it takes a little bit for it to work through the system and the levels will go down. But like, I've been looking at the, uh, the, the coolant level, like literally every day before I start the car to see if there's like a leak or something. And he said that this garage either is completely incompetent in that they somehow emptied your fluids. Like you're, it's a closed system. It's not something like an oil change that you're supposed to just like, Oh, let's, let's change out your antifreeze, you know, every 6,000 miles, you're not supposed to touch it or they fucked it up just because they wanted you to be like, Oh shit, my car's now acting up. Will you fix it for me? That's the end of my story. (laughs) I'm going to say, I'm guessing you did not go back there. Um, I, I, at the very least, would have, like, called them back up and just like, hey, hey, I don't know if you remember me. I'm the Jeep that was in there on Friday. You guys 
did an oil change, and then you guys rotated my tires, and then you rotated them again, <laughs> and then you guys sent me on my way, and then after that, whatever you guys did to my car, um, like, this problem happened, I'm just giving you a heads up, I'm probably not going to give you a good Yelp review. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing, it's like, it... Do you like uh, the gift card has money left on it? And I'm like, well, that money's that's just theirs. You know, they can have it. I'm not. Yeah, that's garbage. That. That's yeah, yeah that's it's, it's completely garbage at this point. Like I have change on there. You're not like there's probably like 30 bucks left on there. But it's like I'm not going to have them work on my car again because either a <laughs> they screwed up unintentionally, which is bad, or they did it intentionally, which is even worse, you know. And so I just don't see the point in going back to them. Because right. if they fix that, then what else would they fuck up? Right. I wouldn't bring yeah. my car to them. I would maybe waste out the money that's left in the gift card and maybe go buy a bunch of antifreeze there. <laughs> I don't think like, they sell anything like ah. that there. You know, it's it's literally just like some dude and his wife and like mm-hmm. I guess some minions. You know, but uh, so, they don't uh, they don't look like they have retail stuff there. What's going on with the car now? Everything okay? It's been, you know, five yeah. days or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's been over a week, and, like, it hasn't overheated. And uh, actually, my buddy told me, he's like, check your oil and just see if you see any, uh, like, I guess the antifreeze is, like, pink. He's like, check and see if you see any pink on the dipstick. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- because if you see that, just throw the car out, <laughs> you know, because the, the coolant's leaking into the engine. Uh, and it's not doing that, luckily. Good. Um, but like the, it, it, the fluids are slow. I don't know if they're slowly leaking or if they just will not stay at the min line, but it's not overheating. And like I said, in the past, like older fancy gentleman, Adam would just throw out the car at this point and just go buy a new one. Uh, but I am stuck with this for a little bit longer, but I've been checking it every single time I go to start the car, you know? And again, I, I'm, listen, I, I, anything I know car wise is, you know, second and third hand. Are you seeing like puddles of stuff that like you could see that it's leaking as opposed to it just something's causing it to overheat and burn up? Uh, you know, it's it's been tough just because with all the rain and stuff like that, my driveways have been like wet looking at all times. Gotcha, gotcha. But the few instances where like I am parked on something that's dry, I haven't seen any fluids leaking. All so, right. Well, I don't know well, what's happening. <laughs> well, hopefully everything's fixed. We're, you know, I, I got to go get a new headlight on my car tomorrow. You know, yeah. big deal. That's nothing, right? It's just I went. I looked it up to see if I could do it myself, right? Uh huh. Um, because I'm like, nah, you know, it's a headlight. It's, it's the it's worst a light bulb. Yeah, just I could change a light bulb. I remember what it used to be, but no, it's like you have to buy the like the specific like any like any car that's like newer than like 2005 or 2006 or whatever it is. You have to buy like the whole lamp. And my car, there's like a piece that has five bolts in it that you have to take off. Yeah. To get to the headlight, there's two electrical connectors that you have to. And then a buddy of mine I was talking to, he attempted to do the same thing in his car. He's like, how hard could it be? And he went, he ordered, he's like, I looked up the model number. I put my VIN number in. I went to eBay Motors. I got the headlamp and it came in. It didn't fit. It was like 12 bucks. I'm like, whatever, I'll eat the 12 bucks. Yeah. Let me go put the same information on Amazon. Make sure it's, you know, so on and so forth. That comes in. That was 15 bucks on Amazon comes in it doesn't fit he goes what the hell's going on i'm putting you know my vin number i'm putting my serial number i'm putting my model number i'm putting all that information in and it's sending me the wrong ones so he takes it to a pep boys and the pep boys are like oh yeah well with your cars you got to make sure that it's like not 
uh, secondary parts. It has to be manufacturer parts because the secondary ones don't line up properly. That doesn't create the seal right. Oh, okay, that'll be $45. And he's like, son of a bitch. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, enough car talk. This is not a car show. This is not a show. Uh, let's get into the wrestling part of the show. I guess. All right. And now, At Odds with Wrestling presents This Day in Wrestling History. All right. So, This Day in Wrestling History. Um, you know, this weekend is final battle for Ring of Honor, uh, their big show. And on this day in wrestling history, five years ago and ten years ago, there were final battles. Okay. And I was just, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but it's interesting to look at the turnover to see who's still there from five years ago and ten years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, Adam Page was there 10 years ago and five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy was there 10 years ago. <laughs> Mark Mark Briscoe was there five years ago and 10 years ago, of course, right? Sure. Uh, the Young Bucks were there five years ago and 10 years ago. Um, right. Tadarius Thomas, who I don't know who that is. Me neither. Uh, he, he was there 10 years ago. Good for him. Right. Uh, Michael Bennett was there 10 years ago and five years ago. Um, Some of the folks that weren't there are kind of funny, like Tommaso Ciampa was there uh, 10 years ago. Uh, Matt Taven was there 10 years ago and five years ago. Um, Adam Cole was there 10 years ago, but five years ago was in Ring of Honor, of course, or uh, NXT rather. Um, But then like people like Michael Elgin. Just trying to look to see who else are funny people. Jonathan Gresham. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, little guy. <laughs> Mar- Marty Skrull. Flip Gordon. Ray Deadly. Cody, whoever that is. <laughs> first name could be anyone. But it- it's so funny to see, like, there's probably, like, the same number of people that were there 10 years ago and five years ago that are there today. And I, by there, I mean Ring of Honor, AEW. It's the same thing at this point. Because, you know, obviously so much of what AEW is today, when it started in 2019, was built off the back of, you know, what people like the Bucks and Cody and um, Adam Page were doing in Ring of Honor. And the fact that they were, like, there for so long. It's just interesting to look back at, like, these time capsules that, like, as much as things change, uh, they all stay the same, too, you know? Yeah, and do you consider AEW to be the spiritual successor of Ring of Honor, or do you yes. consider the real Ring of Honor, like I mean, the current Ring of Honor, to be the successor? Like, I feel like if you think of it like a title history type of thing, like I agree with you that Ring of Honor begat AEW, yes. and this new Ring of Honor is not a continuation of the old one. It's a completely different thing. This new yeah. Ring of Honor is more a continuation of AEW Dark <laughs> than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, it just has the Ring of Honor name. No, I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, so um, now it's time for the I hope you like clips, motherfucker section of the show. I like clips. So this day in wrestling history, 25 years ago, we have our head to head Monday Night Tro versus Monday Night Raw. Uh, Raw is emanating from Tacoma, Washington. It is the day after the In Your House Rock Bottom pay-per-view. Who can forget? Um, well, so, <laughs> it, it, listen, it had an, it had a rock mankind match. 
which was, you know, an overbooked mess. It had the Taker versus Austin buried alive match, which was a way to write Taker off TV for like a month or two, like a month, you know. Uh, but this episode of Raw, okay, we've said this many a times, but if you could pinpoint a more Russo-pilled episode of Monday Night Raw than anything in the world, it's this one, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the official debut in name of Mark Henry as Sexual Chocolate. This is the first ever on a pole match. <laughs> in, I, this is in, two home runs so far. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> okay. This is the first ever brewed bloodbath. All right. Three for three. This is the okay. So this is the first ever um time as a duo. They had teamed as like part of a trio, but this is the first time as a duo that Edge and Christian teamed up in World Wrestling Entertainment. I'll I'll say it for you, Joe. Thank you, Vince Russo. <laughs> um, but uh, so we get at the beginning. So at the beginning of the show, we're on the road to WrestleMania or to WrestleMania. But before we get to WrestleMania, we have to get to the Royal Rumble. And to start the show, Vince and Shane have picked the number for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm, and and we're going we're gonna to pick things up from there. The corporate team rigged the damn tumbler. It's unanimous. Austin has drawn number one. This is ridiculous. Now then, Mr. Austin. They did a very protracted bit where the first ball that they pulled out had number one on it, and the second ball they pulled out had number one on it. Hmm. Somebody screwed up somewhere. There are 29 other... This was the uh, Vince McMahon fuck-around playground. (laughs) Competitors in this Royal Rumble, and hear me out, Austin... Whichever one of the 29 competitors throws Stone Cold over the top rope will collect, courtesy of one of Shane McMahon's trust funds, that individual who eliminates Austin will be $100,000 richer. A bounty! A hundred thousand dollars for the man that throws Austin over the top. Every man for himself. Yeah. Alvin, tonight we will name one other participant in this Royal Rumble other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. That individual, ladies and gentlemen, is a superstar who certainly at least equals the skills of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who is this? That individual, ladies and gentlemen, is probably the only superstar in sports entertainment who could possibly save Ted Turner's WCW. Who's he talking about, Ted? What? What? But the World Wrestling Federation has him, and he will compete for the very first time ever in the Royal Rumble. What? Shane, would you please do the honor? A free agent signing? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is big. the McMahon family is proud to present the most omniscient, the most omnipotent sports entertainer in the history of sports entertainment. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Vincent K. McMahon. What? 
What? Oh, God damn it. Swerve, bro. <laughs> Oh my! Now then, just to show you that this luck of the draws on the up and up, Shane, I want to know what number I'll be entered at, and I just hope it's number two. Well, I mean, they've already rigged the tumbler, so it's got to be number one or two. Vince in the Rumble, give me a break. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And Vince McMahon will enter the world. Wrestling Federation's Royal Rumble as... <laughs> it's a different color piece of paper. Number 30. I'm sorry. There's only 30 men in the Rumble. He's the luckiest man on earth. Hey, he's number one. I'm number 30. Oh, man. That seems fair to me. You see, Austin, there's just one more reason other than 100,000 of them why there is no chance in hell Ooh. you'll ever again be the world wrestling federation champion it's got a nice catch to it. nice ring to daddy what all right there's a mankind bid but again the whole thing wasn't online um, um do you remember how this all plays out uh vaguly I'm okay sure we'll get to when we get to it but uh as much as some of this stuff does not hold up, and Adam, it does not hold up. The next thing I'm going to play for you. But uh, the Austin Vince stuff right here is, like, so hot, and it's so popping. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, and every little thing, like, Vince, you know, just everything that Vince says here from, you know, what number he's going to be, the person who could save WCW, um, and just, you know, him saying no chance in hell for the first time, which is like the impetus for him getting the music and everything. Um, uh, like the Austin McMahon stuff was so strong that it didn't matter that like some of the stuff doesn't hold up. Right. Sure. And do you remember laser pointers, Joe? <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> yes. Christ. I remember. I re this, listen, you can't bring back signs, apparently, because only a couple signs, but everybody going to live wrestling events, especially televised wrestling events, you absolutely need to bring laser pointers back. <laughs> it's, it's better than a what chant, you know? I'm yeah. fine with them getting shot in the eye with the laser pointer. Now, Adam, if you remember over the summer, uh, we had played the DX parody of the nation, which is not... I don't think we played it. Uh, I, I think we, I think, we skipped it. <laughs> okay. Well, we definitely talked about it, right? Well, you know what? I, we played the Owen part. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, that's not included in the uh, version that's on Peacock or the network because you have multiple people in blackface. Uh, you've got a lot of offensive things. Another thing that's not on the network or Peacock version of this episode of Raw would be DX's parody of the corporation, which we're going to pick up in just the middle of here. Unless I accidentally closed it, I did not. All right. Corporate team. You're not a sphincter, Pop. You're a skull and a gentleman, Pop. This, this is a sphincter. Oh, <laughs> very good, son. That, that is a sphincter. Shane, pull up your pants, because the croc doesn't want to smell what you're cooking. The croc! Look at the eyebrow. Look at Shane. Oh, 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 oh
boss man. <laughs> Michael Cole's fake laughter in all of this is so sad. I have no memory of this. Well, I guarantee you, the big Wait, boss man said, this is one bit funny. Hold on. Hold on. If you're going to talk about sphincters, there's only one man. And the croc means one man. That is the biggest sphincter in the World Wrestling Federation. And there is only one man. person in there. That can the, take his own corporate head. The two, the two little people are Patterson and Briscoe kissing Vince's ass. Oh, okay. I just didn't see them until just now. There you go. And sticking up his own corporate ass. No! What was he talking about? Look at all the signs. Crazy. First appearance of Swoggle? No, oh my God. This is great, King. And when the croc is not taking his own corporate head. This needs to go on longer. And yeah, I was just about to say, okay, Hunter, take your time. Corporate ass. That's enough of this. I agree, King. He's got his own two corporate lips. Buried right down deep inside, Mr. McMahon's sphincter. Oh, I'm telling you one thing, the corporation's going to come out here. The real corporation. They got to. Now, hold on a minute here. What, that Sean? It's the heartbreak kid, the commissioner. He ain't going to like this. Do you know who that is? I can't tell. That's no. Jason Sensation. Okay. <laughs> Who did the Owen? Oh, commissioner. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Of the world. Yeah, got a rhino Federation. <laughs> I'm ordering D-Generation X to clean up their act. Hold on, HBK. Hold on, you've dropped the ball again. <laughs> you better quit your snickering. Now, you can't say sphincter on Monday Night Raw and get away with it. Close your eyes. Sounds like it. And if you want to know who the real ass kisser is in the WWF, it's me, HBJ. Now, (laughs) I'm just going to say this is like the subsequent WCW invasions that like everybody has forgotten. Like everybody remembers the DX as the nation of domination for better or worse, but nobody remembers this one. Just like everybody remembers the tank invading Nitro, but nobody remembers the weeks of shit that happened after that. Right. So Jason sensation comes to the ring. The corporation comes out of the entrance way. They make more vaguely racist remarks. They make more not vague at all homosexual, like like homophobic remarks. So again, all this stuff is bad. But what's going on over on Nitro, might you ask? I'm sure it has to be much better. (laughs) So Nitro is, um, you know, we're two weeks out from Starcade. They're in Tampa, Florida. Um, you know, obviously we have our big main event of Kevin Nash versus Goldberg. They tease and don't deliver on yet again doing another Goldberg versus Kevin Nash versus Bam Bam Bigelow match. 
I'm the, sure they'll get to it. But the other big match that's happening at Starcade is the match involving this man that we're going to hear from right now. Don't you think you've been off a little bit more no, not than me. even you can chew? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And although you may, and there may be two or three people here that think so, let me explain something to that fat kid right there with the bad dental work. There he is. See, there's a difference between Ric Flair and I. I'm deeply rooted in the millennium that's coming up. I'm looking to the future. I'm living for the future. And I am the future. Ric Flair, on the other hand, is history. He's the past. He had a great career. But unlike racehorses, this guy keeps turning up. He should have been put out to pasture a long time ago. <laughs> and what Ric Flair is forgetting is that I'm a trained killer. <laughs> I am a dangerous man. I spent seven years perfecting my craft, which was knocking people out, breaking their legs, ruining careers. I can ruined some careers, right? Head, <laughs> I can punch him in the head at will. I am a very dangerous man. Ric Flair is a very tired and very old man. So I have a little word of advice for you, Rick. A little hint. This one, this one hits really, really hard. His right fist. But this one, this one scares even me. You say tired, you say old. <laughs> so, okay. I love it. All right. <laughs> All right. So you got that. Yeah. Now we got the Ric Flair rebuttal. And I know a lot of people right now might be putting the pieces together. Wait, we're two weeks out from Starcade. Eric cuts that promo. And if you haven't figured out what Nitro this is, you're gonna. You're gonna. I've never seen a scared look on the face of such a dangerous, dangerous man. He was petrified is what he was. He's a trained killer, you know. Rick Blair, there was terror in Eric Bischoff's eyes. I wonder if he's going to see that on the 27th of December at Starcade. Drops the elbow. The stomp. Doing it again. The knee drop. That's what they gotta say! Thought I was going blind. Bischoff! Damn it all! We're in Tampa, Florida, where they like wrestling more! These people grew up on blood, guts, and Eddie Graham, baby! Not Mike Graham, thank you. And then along came the American dream, Dusty Bygone Rose! Who bled with me, against me, with the Briscoes, the Funks, the Sullivans! The Windows with everybody 
that when somebody came through Florida and paid the price. And you, you worthless scumbag, you aristocrat, you pencil neck, when I get you in Washington, D.C. Uh-oh. He just oh. he just did the flare flop for nothing. Big Drops elbow, elbow drop. Again. I'm gonna strangle you half to death. All right, Rick Claire, highly emotional, and we're just a couple of weeks out from starting. Touched his chest for no reason. I'm gonna reach down inside. Your skinny little neck, grab what heart you have mm. and pull it out to show the world you have no heart. Huh. All right. Tony, Larry, Mike today, gentlemen, I can't believe it. Ric Flair, totally exhausted and perhaps for good reason. He and Bischoff. Usually when he looks that bad, he's tagging with Andrade. Stay tuned, we've got more action right after this. This man has hurt himself. Let's get somebody here. He's holding onto his chest, his left arm. Security. Vance Flair. Arn Anderson has run out. This is... Flair was so emotional. He, I mean, he, Don't throw it a commercial because it's definitely in that interview And those elbow drops... Maybe if he had some woo energy drinks over the capital. With those mushrooms, the healing properties. Shoulder, I don't know. Favoring his arm, his elbow, his shoulder, what is it? No idea, fans. Oh, I know. His Bischoff got way underneath the skin too much. It's, it's driving Flair insane. Yeah, our trainer Danny Young is Doesn't this out. lead to them basically saying Bischoff poisoned them or something? Shh, hang on. Uh, now, <laughs> All right. That's uh, David Crockett who's in charge of an on-site production. And this is... I don't know. injured himself. He injured himself, Adam. Yes. Here in the he, rain, he injured his ticker. He had a curve Dusty Rhodes is here. There's tremendous concern. Get it off. Get the camera off. But keep calling it on the mic, Gene. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do here? Somebody tell me where we're going to go. Cut to a backstage. Cut to something. Or crowd shots, even. Get some reactions. Go to people virtual, totally we buying it. Tape some. Yeah. Nitro girls dancing. If that was still a thing at this point. It is. All right. There we go. So we're gonna stay with this until they stretcher them out. Captivating television. 
Again, I wish I had the quarter-by-quarter quarter breakdowns of what was going on on Raw at this time. Yeah. I, I could only hope it was like the guitar in a pole match or something. <laughs> we only got a minute left of this, and there is more. And again, there's a lot more that happened on this Nitro. Um, I don't know anything about health, but like, yes. you have to put on like a, a rigid, steady board if you have a heart attack. Like, let's, let's brace his neck. He had a heart attack. Well, okay, so that's the thing. They're claiming that he's injured, and they never say the words heart attack, okay? Mm-hmm. It's definitely supposed to lead us to believe that he had a heart attack. And if he had a heart attack, you should be performing CPR on him, having a defibrillator out. At the very least, put oxygen on him. At the, you know? at the very least. Remember when they put oxygen on MJF on the AEW show and they put the thing upside down on him? <laughs> Oh, so Obviously we are we are really unsure of his condition and it's wrong to speculate. That's right. As he goes by us here. It is wrong to speculate. So if we can, let's let's get some speculation here. This is uh, own private box, Bobby the Brain. Well, George, a good friend of mine, owner of the world champion New York Yankees. Yes, the most dominant team in the history of baseball this past year with 125 oh. wins. You never look back. After going 0-3 on the West Coast at the beginning of the year. And you never let us forget Who's that. this guy? The boss is in Well, the boss is up man. in the luxury box. But our boss is right in front of us. Here comes the boss on the way to the ring. He's got a sensible zip-up fleece on. But, but, but. I knew we were going to get an announcement about Flair. What's this about? Like his, his version of the Giants jersey. Hmm. It's very forlorn and sad. Can I just have your attention, please? Earlier uh, tonight, we do what we do to entertain fans around the world. And different people that I talk to in the course of my business ask me about how real our business is and how real what they see is. And we talk a lot about injuries and we talk a lot about situations. And sometimes it's a little difficult to explain. But injuries are real and sometimes they're serious. And Ric Flair, who has been in this business a long time and who has done more in so many ways in this industry than 
perhaps even I have given him credit for in and out of the ring suffered what appears to be um, we hope a mild heart attack oh oh boy and I just want to say to the friends particularly to the family of Ric Flair that I'm sorry crowd is not buying this. I nope. ask for your forgiveness and for the forgiveness of the fans of Ric Flair around the country. Ric Flair does deserve a tremendous amount of credit and respect. Like they couldn't get some crowd shots of some people that are actually believing it, you know? I am profoundly sorry for any pain that I've caused to Ric Flair's family. And hopefully I'll get a chance to look your children in the eye and apologize. To look your beautiful wife, Beth, in the eye and say I'm sorry and hopefully we'll see you back in action again doing what you do so well thank you wow I, I, I can't believe the match is off and Ric Flair has a heart attack and we got to see the real side of Eric Bischoff for once and it's all just so amazing right Mm -hmm. I, I love it when you get, you know, it's it's a shame that it happened under such terrible terms. But like, I love seeing like the real person behind the character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, and again, it just, you know, Adam did give a little bit of it away, but um, <laughs> we'll fix that in post. <laughs> suffice, no, no, no. Suffice to say, um, we'll, we'll find out more in the uh, ever going soap opera between all of this. Um, this is one of those ones where like I knew there was the heart attack thing, right? Mm -hmm. I forgot. I knew there was the either. I knew there was the one of the two Eric promos. I couldn't remember if there was the the first promo that we watched, and or if it was the the promo like the shoot one, the real Eric one that we just saw. But I I didn't realize it was both. Right. Yeah. Um. It, it just it just it, like it's remembered in the history books of like Ric Flair has a heart attack. Um. You know. However, they retconned it a week later. And it was just all bad. But, like, this is, like, prime bad WCW stuff, you know? Well, I feel like they're just getting started for bad WCW stuff. But listen, there's good stuff up on this episode of Nitro as well, Adam. There is. All right. If it's nothing, we're not going to follow the exploits of two of our favorites. We're going to start with my favorite first, and that would be somehow even sadder Scotty Flamingo in Raven. Understand, Eric Bischoff is here tonight, and we'll be hearing from him. And uh, look at him with the Netflix Sandman. How much lower? That's the Sandman uh, Miss Midnight Theater thing. There was a comic. Yes. How dare you? I arrive and root to this hand basket we call hell, just like everybody else. Meant by the welcoming Khmer of fear. 
violence and indifference. Thrust into the light and met by the cold hard sting of latex, my source of pain, a satisfaction for my attacker. Keeps taking bumps off I soon off found uh-huh. that whatever moron had packed me had left out the instruction manual. And I was forced to rely on the charity of what my mother taught me. Unfortunately for me, I didn't realize that my mother's reality checks were all bouncing. My mother was never there for me. What about me? What about Raven? What about getting over it? Oh, no one cares. No one cares about the pain I have to suffer. Look at you with your easy lives. Everything falling right into place. What about me? What about Raven? Uh, oh, I'm begging you. <laughs> Pusky, obviously, he's not going to wrestle tonight. This doesn't concern you. See you later. Yeah, leave, leave. This does not concern you. Leave. Raven, once again, once again, I'm gonna tell you, nobody, and I mean nobody, gets more airtime without wrestling than you. I'm sick of it. Everybody in the back is sick of it. All these people are sick of it. And all you do is complain. All you do is bitch and moan, and I don't understand why. I had a rough canyon. I had a miserable childhood. You know I did. For a guy who's not wrestling, he's got fresh gig marks on his head. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) A miserable childhood. No, you didn't have a miserable childhood. What nobody out here knows is that Raven? Don't tell them, Canyon. They Raven don't need went to, kn- to an Ivy League school. <gasps> That's fine. Raven can... has a degree in pre-med. That's fine. Raven, this since new before Raven lore? can even remember, had a $3.2 million trust fund. Yeah. Uh... Rich Raven, you don't have to work another day in your life, but all you do is complain. You grew up a rich, spoiled kid in the paradise known as Palm Beach, Florida. You had the pick. You had the pick of all the young, rich debutantes that ran around Palm Beach, (laughs) and yet you claim you're miserable, that you had a hard childhood. When Raven was 16 years old, his parents bought him a Mercedes. My mother never loved me, Canyon. <laughs> you should have been like, it was only a six-cylinder. Your mother didn't love you. You know, you didn't get me the Raven, I know you've got problems. No, your biggest problem is you've had it too easy. That's your problem. You've had it too easy. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? 
Where are you going? Where are you going? And he's going back to Palm Springs. This has all been very revealing, fans, about Raven. If you watch out, we'll be back on Nitro. Run away again. Run away like you always do. Go- now, listen, I know uh, I'm I'm no geographist. Is that what you would call it? it sounds right. Uh, but uh, as far as I know, Palm Springs is pretty close to Tampa where they're running here tonight, right? Oh. oh so right. Uh, we're not done with Raven for this evening. Is, I, no I was just gonna ask. Going to, but we're going. Go ahead. Is that them trying to retcon like uh, Johnny Polo into being actually part of the Raven lore? I think so. Yeah. Um. Again, we get the skits and everything. They never come right out and say it, but that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Go ahead. What's this? and see my son, Scott. Raven. He goes by Raven. I need to see my son now. I don't have a pass. I need to get inside now and see my son. Look, I did not warm up my Learjet and fly all the way here from... She's saying just to see Raven's mom. Raven's mom. I have to see Raven. I have to see Raven. He's not even here. I'll take her. I'll take her. Thank you. It's going to cost you $50, though. I need the money. <laughs> I'm paying you to take me. Just see my son. Now, come on, take me to him. Where is he? Where is he? No, where is he? Oh, Chris, why did you call me? Why did you call me? I can't take you. I have on you. I have on you. You know what? Uh, Raven makes sense now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, listen, I, again, I'm a Raven uh, apologist. Uh, all of this stuff was great. And Canyon is saying, like, nobody gets more TV time without wrestling than you. And, like, how crazy it is, is it that in WCW, like, Raven might only be in the top three or four people that get TV time mm-hmm. without wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh. We look at, and again, there's more to come with Raven, of course, and we're going to get into some classic stuff, a pivot for the character, and then, you know, maybe all this stuff gets ignored, so it was a kind of a waste of a month. But <laughs> let's go over to Adam's favorite, another bright, shining star in the world of Monday Nitro 25 years ago, and that would be this man. Because Conan used a foreign object to steal my belt away. He assassinated my title reign. He might as well have been standing on a grassy knoll. And I'm going to explain to you the magic foreign object theory. So what I'd like to do is bring out Exhibit A right now. Come on out here, Exhibit A. Here comes Conan. When they when they cut back, I want you to look at Jericho's boots that he's wearing. I don't know what to say here. Okay. Right? He's not wearing wrestling boots You're for some reason. You're not expecting Conan, are you? This is Jericho's He's a little bit bigger than Conan. He doesn't look as much like Baby Huey. But he's gonna have to do. He is Exhibit A. Jericho got cowboy boots on. He's wearing his tights with cowboy boots. For God's sakes, pal, pull up your drawers. 
All right, here we go. Rolfus, pin, now! <laughs> now what happened, ladies and gentlemen, is I had Conan here, and I was right about here, pummeling him mercilessly. I had him exactly where I wanted, ladies and gentlemen. I had him down, ready to cinch on the lion tamer when he pulled out Exhibit B, a pair of brass knuckles. He proceeded to put those brass knuckles on his chubby little fist. He <laughs> reared back and he hit the Paragon of Virtue right in the side of the face. The face? And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I was blacking out, but I thought of all the Jericho-holics and I said, no, I ain't going out like that. And I fought my way back and I kept pummeling him, taking him down, giving him a little bit of Calgary lessons when he pulled out Exhibit C, a steel chain and he wrapped that horrible chain around his little ham hock he reared back and he hit me right in the temple right there on the side of the head and i started to feel swimmy i started to pass out but i thought of all of you people and how i'm a role model to everybody and i said no i won't accept that and I kept fighting back. I was kicking him. I was punching him. Rafa's was cheering me on. You people was cheering me on. When he pulled out Exhibit D, a steel shovel. And he reared back and he hit me as hard as he could, right on top of the head. And that was about all I could take. Things started to go out. I tried to stay alive, but it was too much. And as I was passing out, he pulled out Exhibit E, my championship belt, the only possession that ever meant anything to me. He put it on the ground. He took my head, and he hit my head right into the championship belt, and out I went, down for the count. And he came over to cover me. But with all I could do, I grabbed the rope with both my arms. I put my head on the rope. I grabbed it with my mouth. But the three count still took place. As you can see, I was definitely robbed. But you can't stop rock and roll. And you can't <laughs> stop Chris Jericho either. And I am definitely too legit to quit, Conan. So at Starcade, I am going to show you who the real champion is. Sonny Jim, I'd like to thank you for helping me with my little demonstration. Oh, not the Sunny Jim. Someone drop a <laughs> drop a net on these three clowns and get them out of here. So I what? When you get put in the crushing power of the Lion Tamer, you will submit, and I will show you that I am really the greatest showman and champion in WCW history. Thank you and good night. I make a great lawyer. <laughs> so he puts that guy in the Lion Tamer, and he's got Conan. Cool. Back. Coming up at Starcade in 13 days. We're coming right back. Again, that's a Jericho working on his notice. Knows yeah. he's got WWE in his uh in his uh future, you know, but he's still coming out here, he's still entertaining, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, oh man, he's the best. Whatever happened. Yeah, to that I guy. tell you, man, like <laughs> it's it's stuff like this um that puts other things into perspective, you know?
Yeah, like I'm willing to overlook a couple attempted uh, coups and horrible <laughs> things on the podcast, you know? Oh, he did a silly skit on Nitro, you know? It's yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, I, you know, listen, Jericho and Raven are like the two last bright spots in WCW uh, these 25 years ago with everything lining up. And uh, actually, um, it was pointed out to me uh, by a listener to the show, uh, patron member uh, J-Pop, that... Uh, we have a leap year coming up in February, so that's going to screw up our uh, timing from March going forward. Oh, so we're just going to like completely end storylines and start new ones. This is going to be I like d- a Chikara thing here. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. He messaged me. He's like, have you thought about um, what you're going to do for this day in wrestling history with the leap year coming up? And I'm like, I don't think about next week until it's next week, man. That's two months away. I'll deal with it then, you know? Oh, man. We got to get rid of Isn't that something we can get rid of, like daylight savings? Is, is a leap year a farmer thing? <laughs> no, I don't know if it's a farmer thing. I think it's more to do with the sun. I don't know. Oh, goddamn sun. I agree. All right, so that's the clips. That's everything. It was a lot. Oh, I wait, wanted to... wait, you missed one glaring this day in history thing in the Joe. What was what was what did I miss? One year ago today, pre-orders went live for the Zombie Sailor Toys Johnny Gargano figure that I still don't have. When you get to, you got 13 months. That was how long it took from pre-order to in hand for the Brian Myers for series one of Heels and Faces. All right. But I just figured it's a nice round one year anniversary, you know, figured I'd mention it here. We'll, We'll revisit this in four weeks and a day. Okay. All right. Um, so, hey, Adam, let's get into what we uh, watched or want to talk about from this last week uh, in the world of professional wrestling. All right. Well, since I missed last week, I'll go first. I have to make up for lost time. Oh, yeah. Um, I figure you've got two weeks worth of stuff to go over, right? Yeah, you, you covered <laughs> last week's stuff pretty well, so I don't need to go over that. But, um, Joe... I'm not going to say I watched Monday Night Raw because I'm not a crazy person, but I knew that Pepsi Phil was going to be on there. So, you know, say what you want about the guy. I'm checking out all of his segments. So uh, I did watch his uh, his promo time. Um, I'm just going to call him Honest Phil from now on because he seems so genuine when he's in the ring because he apologized uh, for abandoning the WWE universe that he loves so much. And uh, then he goes on to say he has mixed feelings about Cleveland. And again, who can blame this guy? He's out here, like, just telling the truth. Um, He announced that he is signing with Monday Night Raw, which, uh, again, credit to Tim and Marcus, makes no sense why you would want to sign to be on the Monday Night Show. Um, Go sign out, like, be on SmackDown, unless he wants his Friday nights free to go, like, peruse the Performance Center for some reason. But, uh... Uh, then he was interrupted by the second most genuine person on the roster, Seth Rollins, and Seth calls him a fraud for like claiming to be home, which I don't think is nice of him to do. Uh, and then we have the fact that Phil's going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's going to finish his story at WrestleMania on night one of the buy one, get one extravaganza. Um, so, I mean, was it a great promo? No. But when they had their little stare down, you know, where they didn't say anything and the crowd was going apeshit, it was like, hey, this is actually, I don't want to say compelling television, but the needle's moving a little bit in that direction. And, like, somebody messaged me who does not watch wrestling religiously anymore, 
but like casually will just like turn on a wrestling show if they see it in the background. And they were like, holy shit, CM Punk's back. And for this person, this was the first time that they were seeing him in 10 years, you know, which again is a WWE audience thing. And that person was like, oh my God, that was so awesome. And I was like, you know what? For a WWE promo, it was. So I'm going to give points to Pepsi Phil for uh, not being terrible on Monday Night Raw. So you brought it up. And I don't have this in my notes, but what I have is uh, the Brian Zane video uh, from the Wrestling With Regret channel. I like Brian Zane's stuff. I've followed it for a very long time. He always does fun videos. Um, he, he did one, um, you know, almost two years ago. And again, to think about it almost two years ago about the rise and fall of Cody in AEW. Right. Okay. And sure. You know, Brian is, you know, he does stuff in the business. He's worked for ring of honor. He does a bunch of indies out in the Northwest. Um, and he does have his opinions on stuff, but when it comes to videos like this, he sticks to the facts for the most part. Right. And the video that he did in regards to the rise and fall of Phil, I'm not calling him Pepsi Phil. That's a nickname he gave himself. (laughs) You don't get get to give yourself a nickname. It's Phil from Chicago or Talking Dead commentator Phil Brooks. That's the only names he's allowed to be called. Failed MMA fighter? Eh. That that actually gives him, like, credentials that he was in MMA, right? Failed comic book writer? Eh. I've torn all those pages out of the books that he wrote in, so... Um, and I've edited his Wikipedia to take them out as well. 12th star down on heel season two. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he, he starts the video off just kind of like Brian starts the video off essentially just by saying like, he's kind of worn out from the punk discourse, whether you're pro punk or anti punk, no matter what side you're on, it just seems to bring out the worst in people. I got a little of it myself as as Phil showed up on NXT this past week. Uh, I I made a joke about it and then I went to bed and (laughs) then I woke up Sunday morning. And if you listen to after dark, I kind of get into it a little bit more. Um, And again, listen, no one's perfect. We all slip and we all fail, but publicly social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Vimeo, um, Snapchat, and this podcast. If I'm not going to be talking about CM Punk any longer, it's kind of worn on me a bit as well. If you bring it up as a thing that you want to talk about, by all means, we will discuss it and I will do my best to approach it from an objective standpoint. Um, not with all of my biases for it. Now, again, caveat. This does not include private messages or DMs (laughs) or the Discord, but publicly, I'm kind of done. What I've seen out of Punk with his return in WWE, uh, Phil was never a guy for me, and if Phil is your guy, and what he's done so far in his WWE return is what you want out of Phil, I I guess you got what you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you're happy that this is, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a member of the Felicia, so uh-huh. <laughs> right. CM Punk's on my TV. I'm going to watch. Right. And again, I'm not saying you, Adam, but I am saying you, Adam, but I'm also saying the rest of the Felicia and yep. the people that the Felicia don't claim and, <laughs> and the people that 
are the reason why the foolish gets a bad name, maybe, right? Yeah. Like, if you've ever searched the word CM Punk on Twitter and then engaged in somebody's opinions, uh, the Felicia doesn't want you. You would get mm-hmm. booted out of boot camp of the Felicia. <laughs> right. But. And I just, I, I've, I've, I've had an, imp- uh, again, to steal a line from Corny Jim, <laughs> uh, I've had an impacted ass full of CM Punk uh, <laughs> in the last two weeks. And I can only imagine how much more it's going to get as things go on. Um, but like I said, if you're a CM Punk enjoyer, you're getting exactly what you deserve. If you're a CM Punk hater, you're getting exactly what you deserve. Look I'm at that. CM, CM Punk is giving to everybody. Then. Right. I'm a CM Punk hater, and I'm out. I'm done. All right. What else you got? Um. So... AEW was good. Collision was really good, even though it was taped. Um, you know, I, I always do my best to stay away from the spoilers for taped stuff. Um, but there was a bit that kind of leaked out in regards to Danielson in the main event. Um, I know you're going to be very surprised to hear this, but Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli was a very good wrestling match. Yeah, somehow. The, I don't know where they pulled that out of, but they had a great match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously, um, when you see the people talking about spoilers that Brian got his eyeball ripped out, Brian bladed his eye, he passed out in a submission hold, they had to stop the tapings, and I'm like, is there just that few people at this collision that you could just throw a lie out there and no one challenges (laughs) it? Uh, But him and Andrade was really good. Um, And again, is this a layup? Is this easy? Um, to say that Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson had good matches on TV? Yes. Am I going to mention it every time that they have a good match on TV? Absolutely. Yeah. That actually is my other point. And, like, obviously, we can give the flowers every week to, like, these a lot of these C2 matches because even the bad ones are good. Like, there's, like, the people that have zero points are still putting on great matches, and that's a credit to this tournament. And obviously, Swerve versus Moxley, uh, I don't agree with the finish. But then I learned, and Joe, I was yesterday's days old when I learned that there's a block final. I, I did not think that, I didn't I didn't watch the selection show, so that's shame on me. I was just watching the regular television. I just thought whoever won each block faced each other in the, like, the final match. Um, because originally, I was going to complain about the C2 a little bit on the show this week. And it's not because, oh, they don't explain things. I'm fine with it. That's just my own ignorance or not paying attention, like the whole, like, knowing that there's a block final. Uh, and I'm not going to complain that, like, Swerve didn't beat Moxley. I'll let it play out, as they say. But my big beef, and it's not a big beef, but I'm nitpicking here, with the Continental Classic is that I feel like, They've gone the easy way when it comes to the math and the win losses of a lot of these uh, competitors. Like there are uh, in the gold league, both Jay lethal and Mark Briscoe have zero points. And then you have going into last night, swerve and Mox both having nine. And like, there's no, uh, there's no like ties. It seems to be like there are dominant people in the tournament. Then there are job guys in the tournament. I just mean jobbing for the sense of this tournament, not like job overall. And there's not much in between, especially in the gold league. Uh, Like, obviously some of these people like lethal is going to have to have like lethal or Briscoe are going to have to have a win when they meet eventually. 
but like uh, you should have had them one of them get the win earlier in the tournament so that they're not like getting their first win on the last week when it doesn't matter. You know, it just seems like this is like a five week tournament, six week tournament, whatever. It was very clear after two weeks that half of the tournament competitors can just be thrown out as not having a chance. Cause Eddie Kingston's the one that like, all right, he's the guy who's going to rally back from having zero points after two weeks, but it's not going to happen with more than one person, you know, like, and it, it just became very obvious. So like, I love the tournament in the fact and I've said this last week and everybody's been saying this, Five-star matches across the board with people that normally wouldn't be facing each other. But I feel like the scoring and, like, how it's been laid out is very predictable. Because, like, you could have had Swerve versus Mox be the first tie in the tournament. But, no, we're entering the last week of the, the, the competition when it's just like, okay, all these guys are eliminated already. All these guys are at the top. And maybe one or two question marks. Like, uh, over on the Blue League... Garcia, zero points across the board. Andrade, undefeated. So it's it's almost like a copy of the Gold League, only with Danielson taking a surprise loss last week. Spoiler. But like that's just my only complaint is like I'm sure I didn't look at the brackets that were put up on our Discord, but I'm sure a lot of people had like, oh my God, this person versus this person, that's going to be a tie. And this is, ooh, that might be a coin flip. And I feel like it's been very uh, predictable with the math so far. So I say I've said before that booking is easy if you don't overthink it. And this is one of those rare examples where overthinking booking works and it doesn't work. Like, obviously, you know, Adam brought up a lot of different points uh, in regards to why the specific point structure of the Continental Classic is not working for him. It's working for me only the fact that we're getting good matches and when I looked at the gold block from before they even paired up the first person, um, I think if I pull up my bracket and let me pull up my bracket as we're speaking, cause I did a bracket for this. Um, I definitely, so and like, just to give you an idea, I definitely had Jay lethal either going winless or, um, I had Jay lethal going winless or only one win. I had him going, I had him a win and a draw, right? Okay. And Brody King, I think I had, is this the, oh no, did I screw things up? I screwed things up with my picks. Anyway, <laughs> um, maybe, no, I definitely had somebody else going like winless, but like at the end, like I think a lot of us were like, okay, it's going to be, you know, Eddie and Mox, or it's going to be Eddie and Swerve, or it's going to be, you know, whatever, or Danielson. I think it was very clear from a lot of people looking at things, like, it's going to be Danielson, it's going to be Eddie, it's going to be Swerve, it's going to be Moxley. I don't think anyone's like, you know, whatever your opinion of Roosh is, and I think Roosh is really good, Roosh is going to get it. Before any of the names were announced, I was like, hey, uh, this could be the thing that redeems Daniel Garcia, right? And my thought would be, he wins it. But obviously, maybe the thing that redeems it for him is that he loses it. So I'm still invested in the storylines of everything. And we've still got at least two more weeks of matches and whatever else before the pay-per-view finals. So I'm not too hung up on, like, you know, maybe this is too similar to that. Or maybe this could have been done a little bit differently. I'm still intrigued where everything's going to go. Mostly because the matches are really good. And I, again, I agree. The matches have been great. You know, there's there. I don't think there's been a stinker out of any of them. It's just when you see 
like, oh, okay, I, I don't have the brackets in front of me. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, when you see, all right, Jay Lethal is about to wrestle Moxley, you know, it's like, all right, well, I don't really need to watch that match. I know how it's going to end. You know, so maybe, I don't know. Like, uh, we'll break kayfabe here. I don't watch, like, the G1. You know, this is a question. Neither do for, I. For, yeah, this is a question for, t- uh, for DJ and, and Brett. Like, does the G1 announce people? And just be like, oh, that's clearly the people, the the two or three or five guys that are just going to take all the pins. Or is it just like, aside from Chase Owens, just stacked full of talent? So what I'm maybe asking you is, do you think it would have been better served? Like, obviously, no offense, like, Briscoe is an amazing wrestler, but he's not a top guy. Like, or Jay Lethal was a great wrestler, not a top guy. He's a comedy guy. Like, would it be better served to have just had, like, okay, we're going to throw Orange Cassidy in there. We're going to throw... You know, whoever we're gonna put other top guys in there, um, so that it's very hard to tell who's gonna eat all the pens. Yeah, I, I, I guess. And the other thing is, you know, I, I assume that this is a lot inspired by the G one, and there's been dozens of years of the G one for them to pull from. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether Tony is taking inspiration from that, which I would assume that he is, or whether Tony is trying to start his own new thing and that next year's Continental Classic is gonna play off this year's Continental Classic, two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, are all gonna spin out of this original Continental Classic. Either yeah. way, I'm okay with it. I get I believe me, I completely get where you're coming from. Um, but you know, I like different, I like, you know, new to me. And, you know, I'm just asking questions type of guy, Joe. Yeah. And I think you (laughs) said Moxley has a match with Jay Lethal next. His last match is with Jay White. You know, okay. I'm just saying, like, as an example, like if it's a guy with zero wins against a guy with nine wins, I I know that in that scenario would be like, all right, well, Mox is going to win. That's all I'm saying there. Gotcha. Um, Do you have anything else? I do. I got one more thing. So go for it. Um, I know earlier, uh, earlier this year, just a few months ago, they did a little bit of a buildup with uh, Nakamura. Yeah, right? they gave him some promo time. They made him a little bit more of a threat, and now they're doing the thing again with Cody, uh, where they did like the promo package with him backstage, kind of you know putting him over and him calling Cody out for like why he's a loser, and then they had the match on Raw. And it goes to a disqualification because Nakamura uses the mist. Um, Nakamura is really good. And, you know, he's a guy who maybe over the last like two years might have been pigeonholed as someone who's got like lazy and complacent and is just happy to keep his cushy WWE job and just surf when he can because that's what he enjoys doing. Yeah. Um, but when he's called upon uh, to do something big, he does it and he delivers. Uh, you know, and I, we could sit here and fantasy book things, but, you know, I, I would even go as far to have Cody not beat Nakamura. Um, Nakamura somehow win this feud. Cody still goes on to win the Royal Rumble, goes on to beat Roman at WrestleMania. And then you set up Nakamura as the first challenger as the only guy who was able to beat Cody. I mean, I'd be fine with that, but I don't see Cody winning the Rumble. The other guy's winning it, but okay. But get, I get what you're saying, though. You get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, no, 100. Like I've always been a fan of Nakamura. I didn't see this promo, but I saw people talking about it because the last time you guys gushed over a Nakamura promo, and I said it's just they're just going to 
pump him up and then knock him back down. And unfortunately, I think that's what's going to happen here. But yeah, he is definitely somebody that if you give him something to sink his teeth into, you know, he delivers. Right. You know, that's why he was amazing in NXT because they're like, hey, go out there and just wrestle, you know, like back in the day. Um, but, you know, what? here's the thing, Joe. Speaking of NXT, um, in the past, when you'd watch NXT, you know, you'd watch like a takeover show. You'd be like, oh, Sami Zayn or Finn Balor. These guys are amazing. Samoa Joe, Johnny Gargano. These are all like NXT takeover legends, Joe. But you know what? They've been replaced. The Alexis King Moments of the Week. That's right, Joe. It is time for the Lexus King moment of the week. So NXT had a premium live event this past weekend. Uh, I think it was called like Deadline. I'm not sure. Uh, it was Lexus King versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, completely unremarkable match. Don't watch it. Carmelo Hayes wins. Most important takeaways from this match is yes. Yes, I can emphatically say Lexus King had his throne this week or for the introduction. So uh, the return of his moving throne. Uh, Carmelo wins the match afterwards. Lexus King grabs the mic, says, I didn't attack you, my friend. Uh, you know, they set up a couple weeks ago that maybe I uh, keep wanting to say Pillman Jr., but he's not. Lexus King attacked Carmelo Hayes. He says he didn't do it, but he thanked him for basically getting Lexus a sweet premium live event spot, which again, he lost, but Lexus was so happy for the opportunity. Oh, there's that word again. Uh, he thanked Carmelo Hayes. Then on TV this week, Lexus oh, King had a... Oh, go ahead. There, there was two Lexus King moments this week? There was. The Lexus King moments of the week. So on NXT TV proper, there was a backstage conversation with Lexus King and Ed Cody's favorite NXT superstar, Rock Shitty Daughter. And uh, basically, <laughs> Lexus said that he he makes moments in NXT. And then he finds out that he is in the men's breakout tournament. He then calls Ava, which is the Rock's daughter's name. I did not know that until this segment. Uh, he calls her sweetheart. She looks ill. Uh, more ill than normal. And that's the end of this week's Lexus King moments of the week. I say he makes moments. It's more <laughs> like he makes movements in the ring. Bowel movements. And I will have you know, Joe, when I uh, originally obtained the Lexus King moment of the week jingle, uh, it was based on, I guess, his first theme music. But I found out uh, just prior to us going on the air, YouTube now has the one with his like his little catchphrase at the beginning. He's like my way my, or whatever he says. Uh, so next week's Lexus King moment of the week will be updated with the new jingle. God damn it. All right. <laughs> uh, his match with Carmelo Hayes. I, I, I'm not going to say it was the worst match I've ever watched. Um, is it wasn't, but like, I don't know if Lexus King did anything in the match. Like, I think he was just there and Carmelo was just like either doing offense to him or like bumping off of him. you know? Yeah. I, I, I didn't see the whole thing. I did catch the end of the match and like the last half of the match, the match was only like eight minutes or whatever. So it wasn't like a ton, but it didn't look like he did a ton in the match. Yeah. He's just kind of there. But. Yeah. <laughs> Great work if you can get it, I guess. Yeah. Well, that was last week's premium live event show. Did you know that there's one this weekend? There is. It's Sammy Zane's kicking down to the ring. 
is Kofi Kingston doing his thing. Ruby Soho. Beyond the show. Brian Danielson. No, no, no. Is it the tribal chief? Yawn. Let's find out. Does Joe know the card? Uh, that last one still pops me to Wiki. Well, Joe, I lied to you. It's not a premium live event. It's a pay-per-view. And according to Wikipedia, the most trusted source of all wrestling news and information, Ring of Honor is holding final battle this weekend. There are six announced matches, none of which are on the pre-show. Joe, do you know the card? Maybe. So let's let's go through it. I know we've got uh, Billy Starks versus Athena for the ROH women's title. That is correct. We've got Mark Briscoe and FTR taken on Danielson, Moxley, and Yuta. Uh, no. Danielson, Moxley, and... Uh, Danielson, no. Moxley, and um, uh, uh, Claudio. No, I'm, I'm glad you completely forgot about Mr. Castagnoli there. Well, uh, it's I, because the promo that announced it had Yuta in it, and that's what was tripping me up in my head. Uh, we have Yuta versus Hook in an FTW rules match. Hmm. Is that See, a, I is that official? It doesn't have that on there. I said it on TV. <laughs> anyway, but do you think that maybe that would just be on like Rampage or like Collision or something like that? Since I, it is I, for the FTW belt, not the I, Pure. I don't know. So it doesn't count. Like I think again, it doesn't count. It doesn't count, right? Yeah, it's that Wikipedia says it's not official, so it's not official. Okay. Uh, we've got um, Ethan Page versus Tony Nice. In an I quit match with Smart Mark Sterling handcuffed to the ring post outside, and he's very upset about that. <laughs> Marky talking about that on the pod for like the last three weeks has been the most promotion Ring of Honor has gotten in years. <laughs> like I, anywhere. <laughs> but yes, that's three. Um, I will I will eat your John Cena hat if you get one this one that I'm thinking of here. There's one so match that you, you're not getting. You said both. there's six matches. You have three so far. Okay, uh, I know they did the promo on Collision this past week with Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. That is correct. I would assume that's on this, because I don't think it's been on Ring of Honor TV. But again, they do things on Collision. Anyway. Yeah, um, that is official. That's a regular singles match. And I know they just announced on TV this week uh, that Vikingo is defending whatever AAA title he has against Black Tarus. How the hell did you know that? God damn it. They right, mentioned it on TV. Hat. I watched the TV show. You pay attention too much. Yes, for the AAA Mega Championship. And that's, I can't think, I and I honestly got thought that um, Yuta versus Hook was the sixth match. Again, it, if it ends up on the pay-per-view, it is uh, an additional match. You have the final match. Maybe I'll give you a hint of what it is. The Survival of the Fittest Finals. Oh my god. Again, for, I, th- I think this is one you have to watch Ring of Honor TV for, which unfortunately I don't because it's on the same time, quote-unquote, as we record. Yeah, for the vacant Ring of Honor World Television Championship, uh, you will have Dalton Castle versus Commander versus Kyle Fletcher <laughs> uh, versus Lee Johnson versus Lee Moriarty versus uh, a new wrestler. I haven't heard of this guy, TBD. Hmm. I don't know who that could be. No. 
Um, yeah, again, like I said, that's so that's it's so funny of all the things on Final Battle that get mentioned on Ring of Honor or on, on AEW TV, the fact that this is the one match that doesn't. Yeah, considering the fact that Samoa Joe just vacated the belt yeah. like two weeks ago, and yeah. Um, so I guess there had been like qualifying matches on TV for this. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have um, no clue. Yeah, because um, I have no idea how. Yeah, I have no idea how anyone's been positioned on the show for this. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it's like a single win to get them into it. Um, it was Commander beat Gringo Loco. Dalton Castle beat Evil Uno. Fletcher beat Gravity. Uh, Lee Johnson beat Josh Woods, and Lee Moriarty beat Hot Sauce. <sighs> Those are the qualifiers. And again, TBD could be anyone. Yeah. Unless there's like a match on TV tonight for it, you know? Yeah, that is true. You know, yeah. I'll never know, but you know, <laughs> there is a Ring of Honor going on right now. Yeah, there could be. Uh, let me actually just go back and see if there was a qualifier scheduled. Um, no, it said, well, it just says last aired December 7th. So there's nothing else on Wikipedia. Okay. They don't have spoilers on Wikipedia. They're very, uh, they have a lot of integrity on that website. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know some predictions. Um, the six man will be really good, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure all the matches will be good. Yeah. Um, I, I hope Ethan page wins cause he's my friend and, um, you know, obviously the stuff that he's been doing in Ring of Honor, um, you know, I like that I don't watch it live, but I definitely pick it up when we're done mm-hmm. uh, to watch his stuff. Um, you know, I hope he gets a nice, decisive and concise blow off. And I'm going to make a bold prediction here. And maybe it's a bold prediction. Maybe it's not a bold prediction. Athena retains. See, I just can't like I don't know who the hot hand is because I don't watch ring of honor. So like, I, I don't like to me, that's like, okay, the established multiple time world traveling champion beats a 20 year old or a 19 year old or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm not shocked by that. You know, they, they did put up and I don't know if it was on the AEW YouTube page, the ROH YouTube page or both. They did put up like 30 minute, like history of the rivalries, the Ethan page, Tony Nese one and the Billy Stark Athena one. And I don't know, I, 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 they're really good. I, I watch those bits every week when we're done recording, like when I'm doing my edit and putting everything in the board and everything. I, I watch those bits for Ring of Honor, but they're all in one convenient little snackable package or two little snackable packages. If you haven't been watching them, you know, go watch them. It's not an assignment, go, but go watch them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm honestly, I'm not going to watch this pay per view, but like if I was, like, I would kind of be wondering, okay, I get it. He's not going to be able to defend the belt, but like, where's Eddie Kingston, you know, or where's Wheeler Yuta or, you know, obviously the MJF and Cole got the tag belts mixed up, but you know, I don't know, do something with that. You know? Uh, yeah. It's kind of a, it seems like a very weird pay-per-view. Yeah. There's a lot of things that they could have, should have, would have did. Um, but it's too late now. The pay-per-views in a day. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it's too late for any of that now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to just do things a little bit differently right now, if it's okay. So the homework, of course, we're going to have up on the Patreon a little bit later on because there is no homework this week. Uh, this counts as a premium live event, you know? Oh, right. 
That's yeah. gonna, well. I mean, that's not how I had planned it out. I you know, but well, you know, yeah. Do you, okay. Do you want me to sign something? I'll assign something. Well, I mean, I'm not going to watch a pay per view. And Ring of Honor has. I don't know if Ring of Honor has ever counted. If Ring of Honor doesn't count, then I think the next thing that we have in the lineup, and again, I just need to double check here on cage match. Yeah, because when I asked you uh, last week to peel back the curtain a little bit uh, before we went on the air, I asked you if I would be assigning a homework on the 21st, and you said yes. Yeah, okay. So, well, yeah, yeah. So, um, unless you want to skip, and then we'll just flip flop it and all sign on the 21st, and you do the 28th. Nope, I want to get a chance to assign something um, because it's been far, far too long. but we're going to watch the February 14th, 2000 episode of Nitro. If you remember from the last time that we assigned homework, it was all set up that Nitro WCW returns to New York. Uh, we had two big matches announced that we were going to see Terry Funk take on Lex Luger and Hulk Hogan take on Ric Flair on live TV. All right. Uh, so that's on the World Wrestling Entertainment Network. Um, that's what the homework is for next week. All right, cool. And obviously tonight on Patreon, we will be discussing, uh, Joe, a spoiler, I'm just going to say it right now, one of the greatest movies ever made, the 2006 hit sensation DOA Dead or Alive starring Kevin Nash. Right. So looking forward to talking about that. Right. And before we get to phone calls, I want to get this out of the way. Gender-neutral monarch of At Odds Wrestling. So, before we get to the results, the standings, everything else, the finals, and so on and so forth, uh, I am going on record publicly. I did so on Twitter. I'm doing so here. I'm apologizing to Pat for accusing him of being in collusion with you. In regards to the attempt at last-minute voting to sway the vote and stuff the ballot box and everything else like that. Um, Again, I apologize to Pat for accusing him of being in league with you, especially (laughs) since you allegedly, and again I say allegedly, were behind the scenes attempting to needle him uh, in regards to this. Um, But again, it is what it is, and I said last week in the show... Uh, you know, whatever Adam decides and however the polling works out is I'm going to stand by whatever the decision in all of this is. And again, I apologize to Pat for accusing him of being in league with you uh, in regards to all of this. I'm not going to say I needle Pat, but let's just say for the sake of diplomacy, uh, Pat's a very competitive person. Right. Potentially a, at an unhealthy level. Right. <laughs> But uh, I think that while I was not in league with Pat in any way, uh, we had a common enemy. His name was Christian Cage. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, we were not able to see who would have truly came out on top due to the Twitter polls breaking. And unfortunately, it looks like that is just the way uh, Elon's website works now because these polls did break probably on Tuesday, Uh, if not sooner. They, they were broken as of Sunday. Uh, no, uh, I did see some because I was screenshotting just about every day. 
like a couple times a day, just kind of seeing if the number went up. Uh, I feel like we at least got votes through Monday, but like it's it came to a crawl. Um, it it so was I, I will say Sunday morning. It was one fifteen. Sunday okay. afternoon, it was one seventeen on the votes, and it did not change from that time. Okay. No, I mean, I, I believe it because that's what it was. The final thing was yeah. one seventeen because I was screenshotting. I just maybe have my days off. So, um, I did say in the tweet, uh, just as I said on air last week, just to be very clear. Obviously, my goal is to have the polls go for the six and a half days, but unfortunately, I don't have that ability because of the fucking racist idiot that runs the website. Um, it's just broke. So you seem to have. We I put it live on Friday. You got three days to vote. You know, and that's when people need to be vocal about who they pick. And Joe, the results are in. On the one side of the bracket with 72% of the vote. A lot of people say that this person is the face of wrestling. Tom the Waller, face? The face. Tom Waller defeated Sky Blue. I think that the, the winning that particular matchup absolutely makes uh, Tom Waller the face. <laughs> the face, yes. Of this uh, tournament. Quite possibly. All right. So over on the other side of the bracket in the most controversial match in gender neutral monarch history, in a three-way dance, we had Kaplan versus Jeff Cannibal versus the patriarch of the gender neutral monarch, Christian Cage. And with 43% of the vote, the new father, Jeff Cannonball, advances to the finals. Congratulations, Jeff. Good luck. Um, you have my vote going into the matchup with uh, Tom Lawler. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, uh, like you said, Jeff Cannonball versus Filthy Tom is our final for the fifth and possibly final gender neutral monarch if uh, if the website doesn't get sold or fixed or something like that. Uh, I was exploring the option of doing something on the ad odds website, but I'm just like, I don't even know how to run that shit. And it would, you'd probably have to put in like an email address thing, like kind of like when people do the ballots where you write things in. Uh, otherwise people would just be able to vote as much as they want. If you're not collecting some kind of email, it just seemed like a big pain in the ass. So um, yeah, unless Twitter gets fixed or more fixed, it, it could be very difficult to run these, you know, un unless we just say it's going to be a three day poll, you know? But. Right, so that's what I say is make it a three-day poll, make it a two-day poll, make it whatever. But I do also know you could set up a poll on the Patreon, and you don't need to be a Patreon member to vote in the poll. Hmm. Okay, maybe, you know what? Let's talk off-air right. and just take a quick look at it. And when I tweet tomorrow, it'll either – well, do, do they have to have, like, a Patreon login, though? No. Then uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Because I was going to say, if they don't, then what prevents them from just going to the link 500 I, times? I think they need to have a Patreon login. Gotcha. So we'll discuss off the air, and when I tweet it out tomorrow, it'll either be here, vote on this Twitter poll, or go to this link. Um, but my, my concern with actually just having it set as a three-day poll is what happens if it stops working after like eight hours then. So I'm still going to set it to a six and a half day poll, but just understand you should probably vote immediately. Okay. All right. So, but we'll talk off air and see if there's anything we're going to change. But I think these are two very deserving final competitors, not to say that anybody else wasn't, but I, I will say that I would be happy with either of these people winning. Um, 
Yes, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry that, uh, uh, again, I've been accused of this being some kind of fuck around playground, uh, which it is not. Some kind. No, it's a, it's a, it's a very clear f- uh, whose fuck around playground this is. There's there's no question or concern or otherwise. It's very I, I thought you buried the hatchet with Pat. Do not accuse this of being his fuck around playground. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, so enough of that. Vote early and often, starting tomorrow. All right, we we ready for some voicemails? I've been ready. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna deter from the normal format with the voicemails a little bit here. Um, friend of the show, regular caller of the show, listener of the show, Patreon mm-hmm. member. He does the write ups over on TeamHellions.com for whenever we did the homework. Uh, our friend Kevin. Uh, got a chance this weekend to, for the first time, do ring announcing for a professional wrestling event. Um, so his voicemail this week is a little bit longer than normal. Um, I allowed Kevin this time to kind of let us and you, the listeners, know how that experience went for him this past weekend. Hello, gentlemen. Kevin here. Uh, I had a little adventure this past weekend, so let's talk about it as the voicemail. So for those of you who don't know, don't follow me on social media or anything. I got to participate in my first pro wrestling show ever Uh, over for Dynasty Wrestling, which is based out of the Albany area in New York. Uh, how this come about? Well, a couple years ago when I was taking my kid to every show from a local promotion, that local promotion shut down, but I was still friends with the promoter. And we've always been, uh, since then trying to get me on a show, working show, doing something. And it just never worked out. This one worked out. So I got to ring announce. I have learned stuff from watching years of wrestling. I've learned stuff from things I've heard from Joe over the years. I've learned stories you know, what not to do and all. And I, I have some other friends tangentially throughout r- indie wrestling. So I just kind of learned by osmosis, took a bunch of that stuff to heart. And I said, all right, what do I do? Got to the show early, went up to the person who I knew, said, hi, I'm here. He helped introduce me to other people. Turned out there's some other people there that I did know from previous wrestling events. Uh, I was early. I was in a suit already. I shook hands with everyone. Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm ringing down some tonight. Went up to every wrestler. Hi. What what, uh, what information do I need from you? What would you like me to say? Your name, your nickname, a height, a weight, a hometown, anything you like. A few of them said, oh, whatever you want to do. I said, no, no, no. I'm not here. No one's here to see me. Let's not, it's not get Kevin over time. I am here for you. A lot of them appreciated that. Went around, redid the notes multiple times. People aren't here. Redid those notes. You know, just figuring it out, going with the flow for it. Um, having meetings. Turned out they're filming documentary. Sat down for a documentary. Um, I wanted to get into the ring ahead of time. I've never gotten into a wrestling ring before. So uh, I just made sure. I said, hey, does anyone care if I get in the ring? No, no, come on then. Got up the steps, wiped my feet, got into the ring, practiced it a couple times. Show starts, mic is bad. Um, it's just they're having trouble with the wireless mic and the corded one when it reached from where the sound system was to the ring. So it was pretty much hold the mic right up to your lips, be as loud as you possibly can as if you don't have a mic. So screamed and was loud all night. Just very, very hoarse from it. And, and I end up having to do two spots. Uh, first segment interview guy. Um, he gets jumped. I have to check him in. Are you okay? Are you okay? His opponent comes out. This man's in no no shape to compete. I didn't like. I'm just pantomiming. I didn't know what to do. Finally, refs like you can get out of the ring. I'm like, oh, thank God. 
later on, there was a women's match where uh, one of the women wasn't there um, for reasons. So the woman referee is going to attack the face and set up a match for them. So woman referee's in the ring, and I was like, oh, crap, you know, I'm not... I know she's attacking her, but I don't know. I said, hey, uh, when you attack her, uh, what should I do? And she's like, get out of the ring as fast as you can. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> so we, we stall and all. She attacks her. I just drop right down on my face and roll out of the ring. I'm like, I'm 45 with bad knees. What the hell am I doing here? Main event. Again, there was a, a card subject to change. So I have to pretend I don't know who's coming out. Obviously, I do. So the heels are getting me going and all. Who's coming out? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I know as much as you do. I'm scared. So then I pretend like, oh, my God, clearly I know who this man is because I've seen him wrestle before. That's why I can spout out all this information for the main event. End of the show. Thank everyone to set my mic down. I go up to my friend. He's like, well, you're, you're ring announcing. You know what? <laughs> There's nothing you have to do at the end of the show. I was like, all right. Well, that doesn't seem right. So I cleaned up chairs. I just went around and I helped pick up chairs until they were done. And I thought, all right, what's next? And went up to the owner and he said, nope, you were all good, man. You're all set. I said, okay. And then on my way out, anyone that I saw that was either not in the middle of a conversation because I didn't want to interrupt or not changing and half-dressed, I shook hands and said thank you to everyone on the way out and left. So we'll see how it goes. Um, my current thought is if this is a one-off, what a great one-off. You know, I, I got to participate in a pro wrestling show. Not a whole lot of people can say that. I always got this memory. If I get to do it again, though, if I get to do it two times, then I want there to be three, four, five, and so on times. We'll see. Who knows? Next, their next show is in February. Who knows if I get a call or not. Uh, but if I don't from that show, who knows? Maybe someone else will enjoy me and want me on their show. But thank you for letting me talk about this, guys. Looking forward to the show. Talk to you later. Thank you again, Kevin. Uh, I'm glad everything went well. Um, I didn't think you were going to go out there and, like, shit your pants or something. But <laughs> I, uh, no, I, will, I will say. Um, I think that Kevin brought up that, you know, obviously it's one thing when you're a wrestler and you've been in a ring before, but uh, let this be a lesson to you. If you are not a wrestler or it's your first time being in a particular ring, because a lot of times no two rings are the same, mm -hmm. do yourself a favor, practice one time getting in and out of the ring. If you're a new ref, if you're a ring announcer, you're, you know, the de facto you know, if you're a manager, whatever it is that you are, just one time, try to get in and try to get out. Make sure that you know how that ring feels, know where those steps are when you get in the ring and you're doing whatever it is. Like, okay, I know I'm supposed to look to the camera. And now if I get myself turned around, where are the steps? Because that's where I need to get out of the ring, right? Mm -hmm. uh, my, my first couple times getting into a wrestling ring in the early Chikara days, luckily we're a pony ring, a little tiny baby ring. Like, I probably could have stepped over the top rope from the floor to get into the ring. That um, was back when you used to do the Brock Lesnar jump up to the apron. Yes, yes. <laughs> the Chikarson jump. Um, but then when we got, like, a real, like, and then, you know, a month later, we, we did the angle where it was me as the fake person who runs Chikara in there with the real person who runs CZW, the real person who runs IWS out of Canada, the real person who runs IW Mid-South. And, like, they're all previous wrestlers. They've all been in rings hundreds and thousands of times. And here's me as a schmo getting into the ring for the first time. You know, it was very awkward and weird and everything else like that. So, uh, again, learn from Kevin practice getting in and out of the ring at least once 
if you're a new person, if you've never been in that particular ring before, um, just so you don't look like a complete jerk off. <laughs> and I am curious, uh, maybe next week in call in, I want to know what his merch table looked like. You know, <laughs> did he have, did he, he make t-shirts, uh, just eight by tens or something like that. And, uh, you know, just like what the, uh, the female talent on that, that card looked like, you know, I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure he could give us a full report. I'm very curious about that, but, uh, good job, bud. Yes. Again, uh, hopefully this leads to many more bookings for you in the future. Uh, and hopefully this is something that'll end up being uh, rewarding for you, you know, cause it's always nice to have that in your life with the professional wrestling. Uh, next call. Hey, what's up, Joe and Adam? Uh, your buddy Kenny, first time, long time. Uh, I'm sure a lot of things rocked in uh, this week of professional wrestling, but uh, I got some super disturbing news that uh, Google Podcast is going to be going away in April of 2024. Uh, so I'm going to have to now be forced to figure out how to deal with the RSS feed and a text doc on my phone and what a refresh is and how any of that works. Please teach us the ways Buddha master Joe Sposo. Uh, I'll hang up and take my answer off. Oh yeah. Thank you. Get wrecked box. <laughs> so we're now up to three people that are upset that Google podcast is going away. Joe, you don't understand how great of an app Google podcast is. You know what Google Podcast does or, well, did before they shut it down or are about to shut it down? All it does is play podcasts. There's no ads. There's no banners. It's not trying to sell you anything. And that's why they're getting rid of it, like, because they're moving it over to YouTube Music, which, by the way, we got to make sure we're on there. Um, and all YouTube Music is is, like, buy this, subscribe to this. You know, here's a banner. Here's a pop-up. Watch this video. All YouTube podcast or i'm sorry google podcast is the greatest app ever and like as kenny pointed out i already have all of my patreon subscription rss feeds already like linked to it in addition to like normal free podcasts and it works flawlessly and i'll have to do all that work again someplace else and i just might quit listening to podcasts altogether to be honest with you because i don't want to start all over so I know you had a couple. We had a couple suggestions in the Discord, and maybe I think somebody might have even tweeted at you one or two that they liked. Um, I think Pocket Cast or Player FM. I heard I, I Pocket Cast was recommended to me because I wrote that down, but I didn't look okay. into it. Okay. Now, what I would do is I would band the three of you together. All right, you, mm-hmm. Kenny, and uh, Ben Pasco. Try to find more people, and I'm half joking. Like, let's say I'm forty percent joking and sixty percent serious. Um, get as many of you folks together. Get an unwieldy Twitter hashtag about Google Podcasts going away, and tag and start tweeting at the Twitter accounts for all these other podcatchers, saying, "Sell me on your product. Why should I come to you over Google Podcast?" Okay. I thought I originally thought you first I thought you were like, okay, me, Kenny, and and Ben, go start your own podcast catcher. No. <laughs> like I thought that's where you were going with it. But uh um yeah, try to try to get wooed, you know, by some of these companies. Right. Yeah. So I've I've never been a podcatcher guy ever. I think they all suck to a point. Um I like having control over my stuff. Um I like ripping the raw audio from an RSS feed and keeping it if I want to, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the sort of guy I am. You know, I know all that stuff exists in the cloud, but like, what if it doesn't? You know? Um, yeah, clouds go away. Have you ever looked in the sky? I mean, God. yes. <laughs> and I don't listen to stuff through my phone. I, I don't trust a, um, ear pods, air, what, what you, the, the wireless things. Uh, AirPods, uh, if, if you're an Apple person, but uh, you know, headphones, if you're not I, a child. <laughs> I like I like wired headphones. I like a di- like I like an indiv- like a separate digital media player. I have a Sony branded Walkman MP3 player. Right? Somehow built in 2006, but you got one brand new on Amazon last year. Yes, <laughs> right, right. I could ch- I could tell you the last. I, I have to get one every couple years because they don't have like a huge sh- shelf life, you know. Yeah, and you be- do the subscribe thing like people do with deodorant and toilet paper, but it's just 2006 Sony head or uh, MP3 players. Yeah, the last one I purchased was uh, October of last year. Oh, I mean, you're you're due. Um, I am due. <laughs> And again, it's a $60 investment. Look at that purchase three times. Oh, my God. Joe, I'm going to say it right on the air. That's a $60 thing you've purchased three times. Your phone can do this. No, I don't don't like my phone. Okay, so um, I don't like to run multiple things on my phone at the same time because then invariably once I'm running two things and I go to three things and I go to four things and I go to everything else. And then something else gets affected by it. And then the the other part of it is, is I don't like any podcatcher, right? Now, listen, Adam, I could put those raw, that, that, the, those raw MP3 files on my phone as well, just as easily. But my current phone doesn't have like a headphone jack. And I don't, I don't trust myself with wireless earbuds because I will 1000% lose them. You know, for a dollar ninety nine, you can get an adapter that'll go from the charging port to headphones, right? I don't want to do that either. I need What's to have it? my I need to have my phone charged at all times because once my phone gets below eighty percent, I start sweating. <laughs> all right. I mean, there's no argument. No, it's like it's like trying to convince my 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 seventy five year old mother to to try something different. You're the same, you know. The, when I had to make the switch from burning MP3s onto a CD plus R and walking around with a giant Walkman like that to the Walkman that I have now was a very difficult transition. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Um, what I do works for one person, me. What are you going to do when that Sony MP3 player that you've bought four times is no longer available? Um, if I come into a windfall of money now, okay, so I'm going to stock a, like today's sponge. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> now I do have a backup one. The one that my wife used to use. She's in the digital age. She's Spotify. She's Bluetoothing it through her car. She's doing the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So she gave up her Sony Walkman thing that you used to listen to audiobooks on. So God forbid something happens to the one that I have. In between the time of me getting a new one, I do have a backup one ready to go. No, but what I'm asking is if that Sony model becomes discontinued and not available anymore, would you explore other options or would you just be like, what's the next closest thing to what I had? So there, okay, so the one that I have and the one that you saw that I could still get for 58 bucks, right? Yeah. Still exists. You could still buy them, but that one is maybe about three models behind 
Okay, so you'd be downgrading. I'm. I've been. I've been staying down. No, 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 no. So the one that I'm getting is the downgraded one. They've already updated it three times. Oh, so there are better versions you could get, is what you're saying? Newer. There ones. are better Sony branded Walkman standalone MP3 players that exist. You're just slowly clearing out their clearance inventory for. But them. I don't one want those ones. I want my MP3 player. <sighs> I, again, I can't argue it. I can't. I mean, I, I want to, but I can't. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Kenny, start thinking of what our unwieldy hashtag is going to be. It's yeah. got to be something like win us over, you know? Yeah, start courting the other podcatchers. Why should we bring our three listenerships to you? Oh, we are many. We are legion, you son of a mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> when you get the 12, we'll talk. <laughs> All right. All right. Next call. call. Hey there, Joe and Adam. It is just formally the artist formerly known as the other JB. So there is an issue that I've been seeing. There is a, a there is a uh, crisis in the end of the year wrestling voting pools. Uh, first, y'all have the uh, poll for Christian Cage and Kaplan. Um, but I'll get back to that in one in a second. But now, IWF guy, they were having snafus with getting theirs running. So um, before the announcement of the results of the three-way dance of Kaplan, Jeff Cannonball, and our father, Christian Cage, goes into effect, I would like to put forward my uh, dissent. Um, I feel like the institution of the three-way dance is an infraction of sorry decisis um inconsistent with the ruling of bush v gore um <laughs> and the fair exercise clause of the of article two um given that it is resulting in a later arbitrary and disparate treatment um the votes have been devalued and, and therefore any results from that should be thrown into contest due to the fact that no vote is not you. One cannot say that every vote was valued equally already. I will him and haul all my way through, but I feel like election integrity is very important, especially when it comes to the gender neutral monarch. Sort of. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if only we had at least 22 more people like you who voted before <laughs> the poll decided to shit itself four days before the close date. And as far as their dissent, I mean, let the courts decide. Go ahead and appeal it, you know, but for now, the ruling is official. I mean, nothing I can do about it. But I don't, I don't, and that's the thing, I don't even know if the IW Guide thing is up and running because the first two or three times like the first time they put it up i went and voted and it wasn't working mm-hmm. and then they put up a link said okay everything's fixed now and then i clicked on that link and nothing happened yeah and it's like it and theirs was on like google forms right yeah like yeah that. yeah because uh freaking butters wants our email address so we can sell them you know <laughs> so i already got i already got dropbox AIing my uh videos that i'm shared with people on the patreon i'm not going to give everyone my email address thank you very much <laughs> Yeah. That's three guys from nowhere at gmail.com. PayPal me money. Um, but yeah, hey, listen, 
there's n- nothing beats a handwritten ballot. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Next year, you got they're gonna have to mail the ballots. That's right. <laughs> it's just gonna be the, the, my postal worker who already loves me, just with giant Santa sacks, you know, just pouring them on my front porch. And uh, as I slowly like open up like hundreds and hundreds of paper ballots. Uh, so get your stamps ready. Uh, buy some forever stamps now before they go up. You know. Right. We're gonna do the the honky tonk man vote of confidence. We're going to do the get well Matilda thing. <laughs> We're going to do the reinstate. Oh, you know what we, you know what we fucking need to do? Fuck all that noise. We need to send one 900 nine, number, 900 numbers. God damn it. There you go. Yes. Kids it's don't get like your a, parents permission beforehand. <laughs> you want to call and vote. To call. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that won't get us into any sort of legal kerfuffles, right? <laughs> I mean, how, is it illegal to have a one 900 number now? You didn't want to give your information so we could get like a yeah, fight TV different. click through. I want to make money. <laughs> my all of my ideas and scruples go out the window when it comes to monetization, Joe. We know we could have made money through the fight TV thing. We could have made money through the high spots thing, right? But I get yeah. you. Well, they wanted my social. That's a different story. I'm not getting no reason I'm going to give freaking fight my social. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Next call. Thanks for calling. You know, uh, again, uh, I'm sorry. The, the repackaging just fun. That's what I think. Um, again, I'm going to message them and make sure. Um, again, they. I, I tried to uh, sweeten the audio as best as I could. Um, All right. But good to hear from me again. I, I, right. Good. I, I, I saw them tweeting some of the stuff. Uh, this week, and uh, I'll safely say the artist formerly known as uh, until I get clarity. Fair um, but it's yeah, pink like I said, t- oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just saying it's been a while, so good hearing from him. Yes. Right, um, so it's pink button time. Let us reach out to Young Ed. Hey, Joe and Adam, it's Ed. Um, so I'm in Twitter jail. Just for talking a little baseball with the boys. Uh, I said that I hope Otani tears his ACL, and I mean it. I don't back off of it, and I mean it. I hope it happens. I'm a Giants fan. The only prayer we have for playoffs uh, in the next 10 years is that man getting injured. So I hope it happens. Fingers crossed. Uh, I don't know him personally, and he's getting paid $700 million. He can afford to have an ACL there. But I got put in Twitter jail for that. It's ridiculous. It's not even the meanest thing I've said on there. It's not even close. This is in chart. But um, I wanted to... uh, tell you guys what I would have tweeted this week. So, like, I typed out tweets and then I screenshot them so I could read them back now. Um, I'm going to start off with Tuesday at 10.37 a.m. Uh, I talk a lot of shit for someone who was too scared to tell the bartender she was making me the wrong drink Saturday. Uh, that's just true. Um, twice uh, tweeted that they're coming to Las Vegas for one more show on the tour, and I co-tweeted that, and I said I spent all the funds for the show hiring Belle Delphine to do the opening stinger. So I guess I'll sell the show for like a thousand dollars. Um, Joe tweeted the thing out for me. It was a joke about how the Rage of stadium will finally see a W and, uh, Matt Duggan asked why they're called twice if they're nine girls. And, uh, I quote tweeted with the answer and it's, uh, because JYP, who formed the group, said they will be able to move people twice, once through the ears and once through their eyes, because their fingers are very pretty. 
Um, Stocky Stocky said that I'm going to book the shadiest crack motel ever uh, for this, and he knows it. And I tweeted him back to say, I'll have someone else make the travel arrangements for me. Uh, CM Punk apologized for walking out 10 years ago, and I just quote tweeted the video of that with that picture of Belle Delphine bleeding out of the mouth because <laughs> uh, she bit a light bulb. Um, this one will make sense if you listen to guys. I said, barking is better than shitting, and I added Murder Brian. <laughs> and then Ebu from WrestlePurist, who sucks, that he hasn't seen a single picture of CM Punk backstage, so the dude. And so I just quote tweeted with a picture of him and Dante Chen. <laughs> so that would have been my Twitter week. Um, let me know what you think. Okay, bye. Um, I did not see you, Joe, tweeting on Ed's behalf, yes. but the uh, obviously that would have been the smart play for Ed to just funnel all of his thoughts to somebody's Twitter. I'm not saying it would have been mine. Not saying I would have loved the rub of getting some Ed tweets out there, but uh, you know, just somebody for an entire week. You are not allowed, Ed. Next time you get banned from Twitter, like next week, the week after three weeks from now, whenever the next one happens, uh, just take over somebody's Twitter. But then that person is not allowed to tweet for that week. Like with their own thoughts, it's just every single tweet. Like, let's just say hypothetically, I'll pick somebody at random who would really like the rub of getting Ed tweets. Like, let's just say me, like you take my Twitter. Right. And like, I am not allowed to tweet during that time unless I am conveying Ed thoughts. And then, mm. I, you know, I could say, like, this Twitter is now under control of Hayabusa Ed. And, like, all that stuff would be, like, it would be a mutually beneficial thing, I'm saying. You know. <laughs> right. And I'm surprised Ed only contacted me to tweet out one thing. Um, again, I would absolutely have tweeted out more on his behalf, of course. Like, um, you should have definitely done it at least Twice? Twice? Twice. Um, but I did go above and beyond when he did send me the thing that I tagged. Like I, I tried to get as many twice um, handles in the tweet, and I also tagged uh, the Raiders and Allegiant Stadium in the tweet as well. Oh, look at you. All yeah. right. I'm a social media maven, right? <laughs> and, uh, Adam, I am going to have to say, uh, we do have one more call from Ed, but before we get to that, breaking news. Oh, they announced her final battle tomorrow that Wheeler Yuta will be defending the Ring of Honor pure title against, depending on how he does in the finals of the gender neutral monarch of Ad Odds Wrestling, Filthy Tom Lawler. Oh, look at that. He's already getting the Ad Odds bump and he hasn't even won the tournament yet. Right. Is this, uh, is this um, sign of things to come? Again, I, I, I don't control the poll, so That's we'll right. see. I, I just know, I mean, you look at previous winners and mm-hmm. what happened to their careers after they won the gender-neutral monarch, or even once they got towards the finals. I mean, right. not saying we're kingmakers, but it doesn't hurt, you know? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. So, like I said, Ed does call back one more time. You know what? I can't let that CM Punk apologizing for walking out thing go, because he did it in Cleveland, and I'm so lucky that, like, I went to the one cool thing he's done in Cleveland, right? Because, like, I was at the show where he walked out, and I didn't get to see him. But I went to the first Dynamite when he was back in Cleveland, where he came out and he did a problem, and that was fun. But I skipped the one where he lost to John Moxley in three minutes, and then I, there's, you couldn't 
fucking make me, nothing could make me go to a Monday Night Raw taping. Uh, but I'm glad I did it because I would have, I, I think I would have had to leave when he apologized for walking out. Cause that's, that's the coolest thing he's ever fucking done. Why is he apologizing? I hate it. I hate this so much. And I know there's going to be people to hear this and like, yeah, he's working here. And that's the point. And I don't know that that's true. Because WWE doesn't tell stories like that. I think he's just sucking up and I hate it. Um, I still really like him, but yeah, that would have been the SpongeBob. Uh, yeah, I'm out. That would have been me when he, when he apologized for leaving. I would have just got up from my chair and been like, all right, guys, I'm going to head home now. I'm going to, this is enough world wrestling entertainment Monday Night Raw for me. Uh, that's so sad to hear. I don't like any of this. Brian Zane video made me sad. <laughs> the same ass land is to look over your script and tell them if they're good or not. Okay, bye. <laughs> Joe, I have to ask you a question. Are there people that like like that are members of the Felicia, maybe like a distant wing, you know, that we don't recognize that look at the stuff that Phil's doing in WWE and say like, Oh, him apologize. Him being WWE styled is him doing a bit. And like this, we, if we were really meta and looking into it and like able to understand, we'd see that this is all just a fuck you to the WWE. And he's just working them. Like he's trying to be like, a, a WWE superstar, so then he could show how bad it is to be a superstar. Like, are there people that think that like he has that many layers in what he's saying? Yes. Oh my god. And and I will repeat my statement from early in the show. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I get it. You don't care, but I was just asking a question. Everybody who loves Phil, I'm glad that you're getting what you deserve. Everybody <laughs> that hates Phil, I'm glad that you're getting what you deserve. Fair enough. I was just asking a question. Yes. I would actually, I wonder what dollar amount it would take. Now, granted, it's a Patreon involving Ed, so, you know, we'd have to get one episode, more than one episode every every quarter. But, like, how much would it take to pay Ed to actually watch a full episode of Raw and give detailed thoughts on, like, everything? You can't just be like, oh, I hate it and I didn't watch it and I left after 15 minutes. But, like, I want to know, like his take on like alpha academy and like him like watching i I was about to say like top dollar but i think he's gone but like i want to see like everything and just know like he can't just comment on phil like i want to know like from the top of the card to the bottom gcw superstar aj francis uh you mean top dollar yes 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 dollar king (laughs) so again i don't know if it would be a patreon thing but i definitely think if we took a collection, you know, and like we got a bunch of money together and said, okay, this is the dollar amount that we've come up with. Will you like live reaction yourself on like YouTube or something watching Monday Night Raw? And like we all tune in and we all watch Ed watching Monday Night Raw live. Yeah, like, okay, this money has been put into escrow. If it is enough to satisfy your need, uh, you will get paid upon completion at the 11 o'clock hour. We'll send, we'll send, well, there might be an overrun. Yeah, if there's Uh, an overrun, you have to watch that. Yeah. Right. So it would be, we'll send you half, like, it's an escrow. We'll send you half now. 
And then as a, as a favor of goodwill, because Ed's a trustworthy person, mm-hmm. but I can't see Ed lasting the entirety of a Monday. Like, he can get up and go to the bathroom, of course. We sure. have to wear a diaper or something. <laughs> you know, unless that's his thing. I don't know. <laughs> unless um, he was planning on wearing one anyway, is right. what you're saying. <laughs> he might have been wearing one anyway, right? Yeah. But I definitely think there's money to be had. Like, if, like, okay. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call my shot a month and a half out. If Ed agrees to it and we can come up with the right dollar amount, whether or not I got a mortgage in my house <laughs> one time, two times, three times to come up with the right number, but it would be the Monday night raw the night after the Royal Rumble. Okay, like obviously for our purposes, that might be a more watchable show, but I feel like for the purposes of having Ed suffer. But if know, there was ever going better. to be a heavy fill episode, that would be the one. Sure, but again, like I want I don't want to just get a lot of Ed reaction to CM Punk because that's we get again nothing wrong with that, but with that something that we're used to. I want to see Ed reacting to main event Jey Uso. Ed reacting to like the Viking people, you know. Like but, I want to see all that stuff, you know. But I want to get Ed reacting to this CM Punk. Yeah, no, I get you, but I'm saying like I want two hours and forty minutes of non fill, hmm. and then like for tw- you know twenty minutes of fill, you know WWE version of fill. You know, like I said, I just don't want just a breakdown the 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 Phil CM Punk stuff. We got a month and a half. There's an off-air discussion that we could all have together. And if Ed says no, I'm not doing it. Like he's like, there's no number you can come up with that I'll do this for. Then you know, obviously it's off the table. But I'd like to make it worth Ed Ed's while. You know, I want to make it something palpable to him that he would enjoy. You know, Phil yeah. and plague. I want I want Ed to get his fill of Phil. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like, and again, like, everybody has their price, but, like, Ed can't, Ed, please don't come back to us and be, like, a million bajillion dollars. But, like, think about what three hours of your time is worth, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, you punch a clock in the morning, Ed, you go to your job, you may not be happy with it, but, like, all right, you're putting in work and you're getting money back. Like, what is the math for doing the same thing but for Monday Night Raw? Right. Yeah, so I'm interested in seeing what that is. All right. Yeah. All right. Ed, get back to me next time you get banned from Twitter. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, hey, uh, ESPN Pick'ems, Todd puts out the reminder, of course, if you're listening to this, it's probably too late for the Thursday night game. Uh, but as it stands, I'm in 17th place, still on the first page. Woohoo to me. Uh, but Adam is currently in second place. Yep, that's me. Um, number one amongst all of the soon-to-be-named network personalities. Um I don't know if I can catch up to first. I'm only like three games behind, but uh, um, I don't know. It's tough. Whoever this styrofoam anvil person is, mm-hmm. they, they had a giant lead, and I've been slowly chipping away, but season's getting late early around here, you know? Yeah, and, I'll, and again, I'll say this as I'm looking at the standings, of course, and again, I don't know if somebody in the Discord said they are styrofoam an- anvil or not, but if you are... Uh, uh, at odds listener, let us know. I'll put the call out to you because usually we send you like a gift package at the end of the year, you know, if you win and you're not a soon to be named network person or you know, you're just doing it for the fun of things. Uh, but just as I'm looking at this here, the Raiders are currently crushing the Chargers. Oh, I picked the Raiders, yeah, it's 42 to nothing as we're looking at it Jesus. currently. I know, 
Yeah, I honestly I did not look at my phone because they're both playing like backup quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. like I've uh, I have nothing going on in fantasy this week because I have a bye week because we're in the playoffs and I'm the number one seed, so uh, I have not followed it. So that that's really shocking. But uh, yes, Joe, that's my ham fisted segue into the fantasy football league. Um, congratulations to everybody that is in the playoffs. Myself and Ronald Two Legs are the number one and number two seeds, respectfully, um, and or respectively. I don't know, respectfully and respectively. And uh, so we both have a bye. But the the matchup that I am most interested in in the opening round of the playoffs, Joe. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Tim and Marcus are facing each Ooh. other in the opening round. So uh, you guys talk about Adam's fuck around playground. This is a matchup that I could not have booked intentionally more perfectly, you know? So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And uh, Brett will be facing your other co-host whose name I'm not allowed to talk about in this podcast. That's right. That's right. So, uh, and then, like I said, myself and uh, Ronald two legs have the bye, and we'll start playing again next week. So, um, it was a good time. Obviously, uh, the results were mixed amongst people having a good time, but uh, we'll see if there's one next year. And, and I understand next year, uh, Ed and I are buying DJ's spot in the uh, Fantasy Football League, and we're going to run I mean, things You can him. give him money. It's just right. whether or not the league is going to acknowledge that transfer of ownership or not. Oh, okay. You, know, you might be buying stock of a company that, that closed its doors and moved to a different location, but gotcha. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I, again, hey, um, I will say, Pat, Ronald Two Legs, uh, please do me a favor. If you're listening right now, uh, maybe mute the podcast for a moment. Uh, he oh, does boy. get. He gets a little triggered when I'm at all critical of my fantasy team. So uh, he might, you know, just just do me a favor, bud. Just turn your volume down for a minute or two. Uh, all right, he's gone. So, Joe, I will say I do not like my chances in the playoffs because my team has been getting consistently worse over the last half of the season. Uh, I have been getting wins, but, like, it's been by very low score. So I have been getting lucky. Uh, I did beat Marcus this past week, but we both had like very low scores. So if I had faced somebody who did well, you know, like I would have lost. So I, I do not like my chances in the playoffs, but we shall say, oh, hey, Pat, what's going on, bud? Glad to have you back. All right. No more fantasy football talk. All right. Well, uh, not a fantasy. Two weeks from today, as you're listening to this Friday, uh, LVAC returns to National Sokols in the beautiful town of Bethlehem right after Christmas. Uh, we do have some of the matches announced so far, as we had mentioned last week. Uh, we have Tony Deppen and Rex Lawless taking on world-famous CV Cheeseburger and DK, DK Van Du. And the team of Little Mean Kathleen and Clara Carreras taking on Shannon Lavangi. She's the girl from Rad Pro Wrestling with the Eyes. The, yeah, with like the 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 looked like uh, Marine Ponderosa, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, Harleen Lopez, and then they just announced that Channing Thomas is going to be taking on a mystery opponent. Now I have no inside knowledge of who the mystery opponent is going to be, but I'm speculating that it's going to be uh, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny TV, whatever, making his LVAC debut as Johnny Sokols. I was about to say Johnny T-shirt company or Johnny Elvac. <laughs> Johnny Sokols. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know if there's tickets available. Last time I checked, there was four tickets available. Um, you could do a walk-up. Maybe you already have your tickets. Um, it's always a good time. National Sokols, LVAC. 
rock and roll. <laughs> uh, you can also help us out. Uh, that doesn't help us out anyway, other than coming to see us at the show and saying hi and stuff like that and supporting those guys. They're all good. The folks that they book are always good folks. Um, you can help us out by making any and all of your eBay purchases through our eBay affiliate link. When you click on links to various merchants on this site and make a purchase, this can result in the site earning a commission. Affiliate programs and affiliations include, but are not limited to, the eBay Partner Network. Yeah. Uh, we are just a few days away from the current T Public sale going on. Uh, 35% off anything that you purchase from there. Uh, get designs inspired by this show, of course. Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, soon-to-be-named Network. Uh, Final Wrestling Place, and a bunch of the Bad Terry Lies shirts that uh, Mr. Tim and DeWiki kind of workshop brainstormed, etc. Uh, those are all available up there. I think at this point, if you're ordering to get it in time for the holidays, it's going to be expedited shipping. That 35% should eat up that expedited shipping. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Monday is the last day of this particular sale until after the holidays. They're doing another sale on the 25th and 26th, but... 35% off. Make those purchases now. Um, you can also help us out by signing up for independentwrestling.tv, a.k.a. Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Uh, the current stars, past stars, your favorite TV stars, they were all in the indies before. And I guarantee you they had a match that's on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Use the promo code at odds. Does not give us give does not give you anything extra, but it gives us a little bit of a kickback for new subscribers. If you stick with the program, let's Jerry know that you came to him from us. And if I didn't mention the Patreon before, I'll mention the Patreon again. Uh, patreon.com slash at odds wrestling. Yep, you got it. Look at you. Sometimes I say odds wrestling because the Twitter handle. But anyway, um, you know, obviously we had the uh, conversations with Joe and Eddie Kingston that came out a couple weeks ago. We have the uh, homework of the DOA Dead or Alive movie that's coming out here. Uh, the Joe selfie will be uh, coming up this weekend. I was waiting until um, I'm not going to just put on a separate wardrobe to take a picture, right? <laughs> oh, we're getting but, a Christmas themed one. Well, I, 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 oh, I get, yeah, right. All right. Say no more. Yeah. Say no more. Right. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. But I'll I, have an excuse to take a right. I'll have an excuse this Sunday to wear something for the selfie, so Adam will have it on Sunday. Um, I, when is the um, interview with Dasher coming out? Dasher goes live noon on December twenty third. So just in time to to listen on your way to your your family get togethers. Yeah. So I got to start working on who I'm going to interview for January. It happened so it it, it came upon me so quickly. Yep, and I will say that there will be um, probably I, I'll probably post it tomorrow, but uh, there will be a very special holiday themed vintage at odds episode going up soon. <laughs> so just saying that there's been many holiday themed episodes or, or segments of the podcast in the past, so maybe some of that will will come to light shortly. But uh, you know, obviously. Go listen to the Dasher podcast and, or listen to the Eddie, the Eddie Kingston one a couple more times. Um, or if you've already listened to everything that we offer on our Patreon, go listen to these podcasts. And these podcasts are Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, We Need Wrestling, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, Indie Wrestling Guide, Wings on Wings, Hiya Bussy, and Final Wrestling Place. I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. <laughs> anabolic steroids is a logical next step. Steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says.
And I just want to completely off topic. I want to just bring up, we did the plugs before. Um, it was recently announced that friend of the show, the boar will be facing EC three. And uh, the boar is going to get that 10 pounds of gold, put it on a, a, a chicken and rice regiment and make it the 15 pounds of gold. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's not coming up until February. I had it in my notes to talk about for last week, and I don't think that I brought it up. Um, you know, and whatever your opinion of the NWA title and EC3 and everything else like that, you know, it's still cool, you know, to I mean, see you. the Boar's yeah. going to put the prestige back on that belt. Not since Broski has there been a title holder of the NWA belt that has the cachet that the Boar does. So, you know, again, going to get that belt, bulk it up a little bit. Take it around the territories. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Um, all my faith and confidence behind uh, the boar, and I'll just say he knows what he's doing. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, as as big as he is, as good looking as he is, as strong as he is, as everything else that he is, he's a smart guy. And that's all right. that's, that's all I could say about that. Um, was there something else I was going to say? Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's one of those things. It's been, it's been a week, right? Yeah. Um. There was something that Marcus said on Final Wrestling Place this past week when he said it. I'm like, ooh, I got to go back and clip that, and I forgot to because it's been a busy week. But playing his clips here, I remember what it is now, oh, <laughs> and okay. I have to go clip it for the board next week. And I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing it up, right? Because yourself or... well, one to remind myself, but also to get them thinking like. Oh, what the fuck did I say on the show last week that Joe is going to clip on the show? And I'm not going to tell you. You're going to just have to listen next week to find out what it is. Yeah, I don't want to know either. Like, obviously, I, a lot of times I'll say I don't want to know something. And as soon as you hit stop on the recorder, you immediately blurt it out. I'm just telling you, I don't want to know what it is. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so with that out of the way, it's time for Adam's favorite part of the show. Let's do it. Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot. But I'm the $100 Vansky. And your figures will be bought. All right, like I said, Joe, I missed last week, so I'll ask you this. Other than Christmas gifts, did you buy anything this week? I did. Um, and again, it's one of those things where, like, yes, I know I have a spending freeze. Yes, I know I'm not buying anything for the Christmas. A lot of times it is so I can buy gifts for other people, but also so I'm not, like, overlapping. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy myself this. And, like, you know, my brother or the nephews or whatever it is decide to get me something, right? Whatever. Yeah. I don't think... Um, anyone in my family or friends or otherwise were going to buy me 17 issues of previews from 1996 to 1999. <laughs> uh, you never know. <laughs> so, uh, but a month or so ago, I got sniped at a collection. It was one of those things where, like, I was figuring out, I'm like, what's the most I'm willing to pay plus 10, right? Sure. So you're not like, oh, man, if I had only gone up 10 bucks, yeah. Right. So I did that. Um, and I even tacked on like, okay, you know, like the shipping is whatever. Right. Um, and I got sniped literally at the last second by a (sighs) dollar and I was so fucking pissed off. Right. 
and you know previewing the past. I get the previews because we do previewing the past over on the uh, the Long Bucks Heroes Patreon. Um, you know, we're just wrapping up ni- 1993. Um, or we just wrapped up 1993. We have all of 94. We have all of 95, and we had a couple 96s, right? So I'm like, all right, keeping my out eye out for 96s. And there was one guy who had all of the 96s we needed except for one, and then he had like a 97 thrown in there, right? And like a couple doubles, whatever, right? So, and then I see that he has a separate lot of like a bunch of 97s, a bunch of 98s, and a 99. And I'm like, that's the same seller. I go, okay, if I could get the first one at a reasonable price, the two auctions end like three minutes from each other. So it's not like I, I need to make that decision within seconds. I got like 180 seconds to make that decision, right? Yeah, I, I'll tell you, as somebody who obviously dabbles in eBay, I hate when I see a seller that, that I'm interested in multiple of their things. And a lot of times, you'll they just because they'll schedule auctions, yeah. they'll all be ending at the exact same second. And I'll be like, dude, how am I supposed to bid on multiple of your things? You know, When but. I was a more regular eBay seller, because I had a template and I was selling a lot of the same things, I wasn't scheduling them, but... Once I put that first one up, it was literally the time that it took me to say, this auction is live, sell something similar, upload a new picture, hit post, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, however much time that was, so you're talking, like, 30 seconds to a minute in between each auction, and it was just the way that it worked out. Anyway, so um, the first one, the first auction, the ones that I want, was a starting bit of, let's just say, 18 bucks. And it was one of those things where, like, I know how much I want to pay for this, plus $10. I'm going to put that in as my max bid, and it ended at $18. Okay, so no okay. no competition on the first one. The second one, so I'm like, okay, I got the first one. I can get the guy to combine on shipping, and I can start shipping away at 90, 97 98 99 even though, you know, some people don't think we're going to be around that long. But either way. So the, I do the same thing. I'm like, how much do I want to pay? $10 more, so on and so forth. It was a starting bid of $18. That one ended at a closing bid of $22. So there was somebody else that popped in, but they didn't want it as bad as I did. <laughs> so <laughs> I messaged the guy. I'm like, hey, send me a thing to combine shipping. He goes, I'm gone this weekend. I won't be home until Monday. I'll send you a total then. I go, cool, no problem. Um so he doesn't send me the total until Tuesday. Again, no big deal. I paid him on Tuesday morning, and they were here today. And these sons of bitches were, like, in, uh, like, a computer box with, like, the... F- I, and again, I don't want to give the guy's business away, but it was wrapped up in that foil padding that you send food in. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. So, like, these sons of bitches were, like, pristine. They were, like, beautiful... For, you know, things that are 25 years old. Um, But, again, that was my expenditure this week. All right. Uh, I'm glad to see that that at least the the previews now are a little bit easier for you to get than they were during, like, you know, when you were getting the first appearance of Spawn and previews and, like, those ones that had the the weird gimmicks to them and made them not cost-effective, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. There are still ones that are out there that people are still trying to float as that, that we've come, like, that we've kind of come past. We haven't hit any one like that 
for what we're doing. I know there's one, like, you know how, and again, you're a comic book person, so you know that they do, like, the separate one for, like, Image and DC and Marvel. Like, everyone has their own separate ones. Currently, yeah, yeah. Right, but there was a time where Marvel had their own separate previews outside of the main previews catalog. They were, like, kind of the precursor to it. There's a Marvel previews out there that people think is the first appearance of Miles Morales. Oh, get the fuck out of here. That's what yeah. I said. Get the fuck out of here. His first appearance is in the comic. Yep, yep, which I have a couple of. Love to, I think I might have to flip one of those soon. And I'll say this, because I know we do have a little bit of crossover from the comic book show to this show, right? Yep. Um, and I know there's been buzz about the Energon universe, and I know you fall into this trap, too, you, you SOB. With, <laughs> what with I the, do? Oh. With the Energon universe, you know? I mean, falling into the trap is in I, I, I buy the Transformers book, yes. Okay. Did you buy Transformers 3? I did. Did you read Transformers 3? Uh, yes, I did. I had to think for a second. I did. So it just came out today, and we're going to cover this on Longbox Heroes this week, but um, retailers were sent by Lunar at no request or no charge extra copies of Transformers 3. Okay. Because in the Energon universe... Transformers 3 is the first appearance of Cobra Commander. Okay. Fair okay. enough. No, I mean, obviously, yeah, I, I knew that it was. And it, I, I didn't know if that was considered a backup or just here's a preview of the, the Cobra Commander series. It didn't. Usually, those, I think it was a backup. But it was one of those things where, like, Duke pre-orders were really big. Uh-huh. And then the Cobra Commander pre-orders were even bigger. And they're like, okay, well, Cobra Commander number one is coming out, but Transformers 3 is technically the first appearance of Cobra Commander in this new shared universe. So, like, let's help out the retailers a little bit to make sure they got a couple extra copies. So when people come looking for Cobra Commander 1, and it's like, like, and they're like, continue from Transformers 3. I gotcha. Okay. See, I I didn't real. The way I saw it is just I I felt like it was here's the first five pages of the upcoming Cobra Commander book. And you you may be right. Sure. Uh, Or I could be completely wrong because I'm just used to seeing that, you know, in books. But um, it would be smarter to have it because that'd be a very like remember when early Valiant, not to get off on a topic or a tangent here. uh, Early Valiant was big on like we're always going to introduce our next character in somebody else's book. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that you're always like, oh, like I really like this Ninjak character that Quisada is doing. Where did he first appear? Oh, it was in Bloodshot 6. So now I got to go buy that Bloodshot issue. And it, like everybody ap- debuted in some other book to kind of raise the tide of all the other ships, you know? Right. But even if that is just a reprint of the first five pages of the upcoming Cobra Commander book, there's going to be people that are going to say technically that's the first appearance. Yeah. I mean, honestly... It- you don't really need a reason to buy that book other than the fact that fucking Soundwave's on the cover. That should be enough of a reason to sell it out. And the fact that it's good, it's better oh, yeah, that than... Too. <laughs> yeah, it's better than any fucking uh, toy tie-in comic from the 80s in 2023, 24 should be, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Alright, so anyway, enough about my shit. Uh, what did you buy over the last two weeks other than <laughs> oh, two oil, weeks. O- oil changes and... <laughs> Yeah, license renewal and registration and all that stuff. Um, So obviously I pre-ordered the Swerve Strickland Micro Brawler because Swerve is the coolest. And uh, that is by default now the coolest Micro Brawler in the history of of toys. Uh, So I ordered that. 
And uh, Joe, as you may know, I, I've been selling a couple extra things on eBay, uh, just kind of like tightening my rules of what I need to collect. And I, I did purge a bunch of wrestling figures over the last week, a uh, week or so. And I was thinking of like, okay, what else do I not want? Or what did I buy just because it was a deal? And speaking of Transformers, last year for Black Friday, I bought the Super 7 Ultimate uh, of Optimus Prime and Starscream. And I bought them because they were dirt cheap on Entertainment Earth. And like I didn't really want them. And uh, so I decided, okay, I'm going to throw these up on eBay. And this is the this is the that's so Vansky part of the story. So I'm like, okay, let me go find them. So I go to my area of the toy room where all of my Super Sevens are stacked up, and I, I, I'm moving them around. And I pick up one of my Cobra Bat Super Seven Ultimates. And I don't, Joe. I'm sure you've had a. If you do, you own any Ultimates Super Seven Ultimates? Uh, yeah, I have the Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. And so I you have know, the Toxic Crusader. Okay. So you know that uh, a Super 7 has the outer cardboard box, like the nondescript just brown box with just the logo on the front, right? If you open that up, inside of that packaging is a, a not really a sealed bag, but it's a bag that has like factory tape on it. And then that is where you get like the other layers of the box. So reason I mentioned this is I'm going to try to find these transformers to sell, to make money. And I pick up the Cobra bat and I move it like to the side and I hear like a piece inside the box roll from one side of the box to the other. And I'm like, Oh man, like, you know how like all the accessories are just kind of popped into place in the plastic. I'm like, something shook loose in there and because i'm a mint on card collector or a mint in box collector and not a lucy collector like you and todd uh Mm. i don't open my super sevens and like rip open the plastic i don't Uh, open mine uh, did you open the plastic bag though yeah i did open the plastic yeah so you you, those are lucy's now um so i said to myself all right this cobra bat something's wrong inside and I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. And I went, I put it back up on the shelf. And then it just started eating away at me. And I was like, I got to know what is rolling around in there. Is is it just an accessory that's loose and then I can live with that? Or is it like the arms broke off the figure? And like, if that's the case, I need to replace it because I cannot have, you understand this, I can't have a, a broken figure in my collection, right? What's the, I wish, again, I wish I knew you were doing this, but this is why we don't plan. There's that clip from The Simpsons with Kent Brockman's cooking show, and he's shaking the bottle of macaroni, and he says, if the box rattles, throw it away. <laughs> if your figure rattles, throw it away. Yeah. So I, I was like, I need to know what's going on in this box. And so I opened the, the cardboard outer, like the nondescript brown box. And I slid the, the inner packaging out. And then I said to myself, I was like, can I undo this tape off of this bag without ripping up the bag? Now keep in mind, I'm, I'm joking before about calling you, a, a you and Todd, a Lucy collector. That bag is meant to be open. But for me, I'm like, that's a layer of protection and like packaging and all that stuff. But I'm like, all right, can I rip it open? very very slowly and peel the tape to get that bag open and joe it might have taken me like 15 minutes <laughs> but i got that tape open perfectly without ripping it without ripping the bag 
So I slide it out of the, ba- the, the bag very slowly, and I take the outer cover, you know, like the, the kind of slip case off of the, the Cobra bat, and I see, like, one of the guns for the figure is just, like, loose down the bottom. So it did just pop out of the plastic. And I was like, I need to get that gun back in place. So I'm shaking the box, kind of just trying to finagle it, like, uh, you know, all right, maybe if I shake it this way, up and down, left and right, I got to get that back into that little hole. But it won't obviously click back in without some pressure being put on it. So, Joe, I'm like, all right, let me take a look at the top of this this Super 7 box. All right, these aren't taped shut. So I was like, I could open this Super 7. Oh, boy. And I can push that gun back in place. So I very calmly open the packaging, slide the figure out. I snap that little gun back into the little plastic tray, very carefully slide the, the, the figure back into the box, slowly close the flap on the top. It's like I was never there. Slide the slipcase over, put the figure back into that bag, and very carefully, I'm not saying I took a picture of the the way the plastic bag was flapped over the top, but I took a picture to make sure that it matched perfectly. So I sealed the bag up perfectly so it looks like I was never in there. Slide that new bagged figure back into the nondescript brown cardboard box, Joe. Close that up, put it back on the shelf. In a million bajillion years, nobody would ever be able to prove the fact that I was in that box or anybody was. And I put it back on the shelf and I went about my business for about 10 minutes until (laughs) it it started bothering me, Joe, that I now own an opened figure of one of my favorite things, which are the G.I. Joe Cobra Bats. And it was eaten away at me that I now have a Lucy like I was in there. I was, I was touching the figure. I was opening tape. I needed to replace that Cobra bat. So I went on entertainment earth and I saw that they were on sale. Uh, so I was like, well, I am going to downgrade the one that I just defiled by opening to a Lucy. And it's going to go on like my table and I am buying a replacement mint in box one. And to avoid the possibility of there being a shaking incident with this next one, I ordered two new ones. (laughs) So I went from trying to make money and sell some Super 7s that I didn't need, and it ended up causing me to buy two more. Unbelievable. (laughs) That's it for me, Joe. I actually didn't buy anything else. Two weeks, I bought a Swerve Micro Brawler, and I bought those totally reasonable Sane person purchases of Cobra Bats. <laughs> well, right. And again, I'm glad they were reasonable purchases, things that you needed. Yep. Clearly, clearly need to replace that one. Yeah. Yes. But I'm glad that you did all the work for it as well. And then still ended up having to throw them away. Yeah. Well, Get again, I'm not place. throwing it away. I mean, I might as I, I opening a figure is akin to throwing it away. I agree, but no, uh, I will display one and then I'll have two mint and box ones. Hopefully. Gotcha. But other than so, that, that's all I got. So, Hey, Adam's back. It's a long show. Everybody. I know you're all surprised. I only bought two things. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but listen, we had a conversation back and forth and that's what made things long. And I played like a 45 minutes worth of clips. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. Uh, thanks for, you know, continued support, sharing the show, listening to the show, everything else, you know, and uh, 
for episode 271 for Adam, for myself. Uh, be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.